it's an appropriate t-shirt for this discussion <laughs> i thought so i uh, this is serendipity honestly uh because like uh yeah i don't know um so yeah i guess i should should we just start the show without witty banter well, yeah, we were... let's, just, let's launch into it okay so i'll do the intro yeah I'm, i told you i was recording okay i don't need to record it no, I mean, if you want to do a backup, you can. But no, you sh- it should be good. I'm recording here. All right. I'll just to, uh, after request permission from you. Okay. Did you do that? I don't know how to ask permission. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Have you been watching much, like, just how the news is covering stuff now, like, with social yeah. distancing? Yeah. It's hilarious, because we get to see who has uh, shitty mics at home, who <laughs> who has no room for a home office. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or also, uh, like, some people... Uh, they don't have good enough internet. So it's like funny, like yesterday on CNBC, their host, the host of their show. Yeah. was like 30 seconds lag. <laughs> oh like, I, yeah. I've, I've seen some of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, this is too good. And you're like, dude, you should be like breaking news and this guy's supposed to react to shit. And it's like, uh, Oh man. It's a brave new world. I feel like I've been preparing for this by just working from home and being kind of a shut-in mm-hmm. in <laughs> yeah. general. My I'm family's like, like, how's everybody holding up? I'm like, I've been training for this my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> hard for me to understand. Like, people are having a problem with this. It's like, yeah. It is kind of <laughs> surreal. I don't really remember all that's happening until, like, I step outside and see how... Mm-hmm. Like, Asif, I live off hills and dales, and that road is, like, empty and quiet for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, when I I closed up the office, uh, Shack News Intergalactic headquarters, like thirty minutes before the shutdown occurred. Yeah, and you know, like that <clears throat> that Jackson Township office park area. Yeah, there was no one. No one. Not even the hood geese. No hood geese. The hood geese are in quarantine. When I was Holy coming, in, when I was coming into the office, though, I will say this. And this must have been the day before, actually on Sunday while I was still, I was doing Half-Life Alex capture. I saw a deer in the woods behind our office. And like, mm-hmm. I just kind of stopped on that road and like pulled over and like looked at it and I was like, wow, it must be thirsty. But yeah, like I, uh, that was the only creature I saw near our office Jeez. in a two day period. Jeez. It's like, and I know like, we're not some bastion of economic boom town ism, but no. we, at least, no. at least we No, everything is. Like, there were people there. <laughs> there used to be yeah. we have neighbors. Like, they, yeah. you know, there's people there. The, the strip is dead too, because so many of those stores are closed, you know? Yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you seen the photos of San Francisco? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And also I've seen videos in Manhattan uh, I yeah. I watched the uh, press conference for 
uh, Mayor Governor Cuomo in New York, and it's it's a nightmare there. Like that is yeah. the hottest of hot spots in the U.S. Oh, I did just the the densest population in the U.S. Right. Awesome. If I was telling you, mm-hmm. uh, I meant to tell Blake. You know, I picked up my mother-in-law from New York the other night. Mm-hmm. She was the only passenger on the plane. Like <laughs> she, that was it. Like the attendants, like gave her popcorn. They were hanging out with her. They were taking selfies with her. Like the only reason they flew is because I guess some people at Canton Akron were going to go elsewhere, so the plane had to be there. That plane like, needed to be there. Yeah, but like even before she boarded, she took pictures when she got to LaGuardia. It was just empty terminals. Like mm. wow, I've never I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know. So, so now you have the germ. Yeah, I'm infected. This is it. This is it. Yeah, that's how <laughs> that's how Canton fell. Yeah, we already <laughs> had several cases in Stark Canton. County. Oh, uh, in, Can- oh in Canton. Oh, in Canton. I, I believe uh, Timken or whatever they call it now, Mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mercy Medical has some cases. I'm not sure that's if Altman right. does. Yeah, that's but right. I definitely there's a. The last time I had up to date information, it was like six cases in our county. But he could assume. I, I saw this quote from Cuomo today. It just made me super unsettled for the rest of the day, and I, I got out of some stock positions and like I, I just kind of. Uh, I raised cash and battened down for the hatches again because the stock market is up like 20% in two days or some stupid shit. Yeah. Um, he was like, a ton of people are going to get this, not know about having it, and test positive for whatever, or you know, test negative after the fact and not know they even had it because they're going to be quarantined the whole time or they couldn't yeah. get a test. Right. So it's like, I'm like, that's kind of unsettling that there's – so many, like when you think about Manhattan, there's like millions of people outside of the outside of the people who live there that just come there every day. Yeah, either from Jersey or tourists or whatever, Connecticut, Philly. Like, there's just so many. It's such a a hub for human travel that, like, it is. I, I just think that the numbers are gonna be that that that's an area where the numbers could be higher than we think that the projections might be wrong right and i think that's scary to think about like in any in any big metropolis this is like a giant commercial for why i moved to ohio right like Mm. i'm like i was like over population density and like and especially in america with our infrastructure uh so yeah that's our. That'll be our our opening pep talk before the the show starts, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> with with my dying breath, I will champion Resident Evil Three. Apparently, for the rest of this. Oh man! For the rest of this <laughs> podcast, we will be talking about one specific topic. It's I think the first cage match that we're gonna have in the history yeah. of. Shaq News, Shaq Cast, uh, Super Shows. 
Pinfalls and submissions are not valid. Uh, you have to climb out, Blake. You got to climb out. So, oh, like, I'm ready. This is our first. Yeah, let's just start the show. I'll just. You don't even. Uh, we're, we're not. We're not. There's no singing. Can Welcome. we just put some heavy metal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll play some heavy metal with some explosions. Hold on. Hold it's on just like second. side profiles of me and David looking at each other, staring each other down. Why I Why? I'll take the Donald Duck approach. Let's just do. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I practice it more than I should. Okay. I think this will do. I only hear what I want. Just some play that. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but this is the Duke Nukem Megadeth. (laughs) I can't hear it, but that's appropriate. Um. Yeah. Can't hear it. I can okay. see it. Well, that's actually that, that's that's what you get. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Awesome God, I'm CEO editor in chief, and I have a ton of paper towels right here. <laughs> Suck it, universe. Uh, I, I I have other titles at Shack News. I right now what I'm doing is I'm taking money and trying to make more money out of it so Shack News can last longer. That's basically what I do during the day. And then I come in around four, start helping with editorial until I pass out <laughs> in my chair. And that's what I've been doing these past few weeks. <laughs> this chair, that couch over there, you know, there's all sorts of places where I sit in this house where I'm falling asleep before getting to bed because I'm, I'm still up working. Uh, well, you know, lately it's not like we have many places to go. Everything seems kind of quiet oh. for some reason. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, this is our not making the long trek across the mean streets of Canton. The streets of Canton are officially so mean that we have to do a remote podcast, especially now that you've been infected by the New York germ. Yeah, I picked up my mother-in-law from the like, airport. She's the only passenger on this flight from to New York to from New York. So I'm thinking, well, this is but it. But she's been in New York. I know, I know. Yeah. She was quarantined. She was there helping a, a live-in family member. But one like, in can't one thousand people in Manhattan have been exposed to the virus. That's At least one in one thousand people. That's so that's, many that's, people. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. So. Speaking I'm sorry. Of viruses. Yeah, seriously. So you're our long reads editor. You, you coming off of a doom, a doom eternal smorgasbord, yeah. like uh, an extravaganza of sorts on Shack News. Yes. And uh, thank you for not driving across the mean streets and infecting me with the virus. My pleasure. Uh, Lola's sleeping in the other room. She's like, "What is this? We're doing a <laughs> podcast and no one's here. You didn't even bring out the mics. Like, what is this?" Yeah. She can't be bothered with it. Uh, so she's sleeping. She, she'll probably come and tell me when this podcast should wrap up. That's kind of her, her role. That's on her job. Anyway. Uh, she's pretty uh, good at it. And then also, at, at, I guess, beaming in from Scranton, PA, through a series of tubes, because, you know, he wanted to socially distance himself from Northern California. Blake Morse, our reviews editor. <laughs> Just hiding out here, writing it out. Yeah, with Creed, yeah. right? He's probably back in the annex, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. He's we 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 keep a healthy distance <laughs> from each other. Literally healthy. Like I don't see anyone else in there with you, so you're at least six feet away from most yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, nobody's nobody's been here. 
mm-hmm. the whole time they're all working from home, I guess, or laid off, or maybe they've all died. Well, from- we're going to find out the <laughs> unemployment numbers uh, tomorrow. The jobless claims numbers are going to come in, <laughs> oh, and wow. that'll be oh. that'll be a huge number. That'll be a fun one. Uh, so yeah, I, luckily no one at Shack News is going to be on that on that right? list. Thank freaking goodness. Right. Yeah. Uh, praise Ja, as I, I've been saying lately. <laughs> I think really what this whole thing boils down to is that we weren't appreciative of Ja enough. Yeah. Like, I, I think like everyone's like, oh God, this or Jesus that or Moses was great or like Buddha. We didn't talk about Jaw enough, and now look what Jaw has brought us. It's like yeah. we need to praise yeah. Jaw more often. We had it coming. So uh, that's going to be I've, my thing. I'm going to keep I praising mean, Jaw every day. Everything will be all right. You know, give thanks and praise to the Lord. Whenever anything happens, just praise Jaw. You know, praise like Jaw. do maternal release, praise Jaw, Animal Crossing out, praise Jaw, Half Life, Half Life Alex. Thank Holy you, shit. Jaw. Praise John for Half-Life Alex. Yes. My God. Uh, so good. Sorry. I like... I just want to get on top of a mountain. Ja. I want to get on top of a mountain, praise John, and thank Gabe for Half-Life Alex. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. I'm just picturing Ossif and Birkenstocks and some torn up like acid wash <laughs> Cargo, yeah, yeah, with like a with like I mean, a really on, baggy cardigan. If, like, if we're if we're being honest, like I'm wearing New Balance cargos, a hoodie. There's no cardigan, really. <laughs> no, you got you got. This is this is a whole different Ossif. I don't like Ossif cosplay. Ossif <laughs> cosplay is like it's Rasta. I wore I wore an Obsidian hoodie it's Ross, today. It's Rasta Ossif or Rasta. Rasta Asif. With Asif. Like threads and shit. Not even you are cosplaying uh, Asif. Like, where's the Cleveland apparel? I barely recognized you. I mean, right now, yeah. Because I, I, most of my Cleveland hats right now are invalid, right? Because there's no sports teams. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so there are no sports here in Ohio. Uh, I like my boring company hat. But when I'm wearing my winter hat these days, because it is like psychotic it's weather. fluctuating yeah uh, it's ohio weather i i wear my winter cap uh, which is a calves hat i do have s- several calves winter caps that i wear but mm-hmm. today i was like <laughs> if you watch the canton ohio weather report which i'm sure everyone who's watching this does yes it's, I, it's your one number of my one favorite source. parts of the day it's like one of your number one sources for weather in canton ohio uh and uh and news uh yeah because you know like we talked about the uh ohio shutting down the election before it happened we broke that that's right on the canton yeah. Ohio weather report how about that david <laughs> i know that's pretty the election that i voted early in got delayed now here's here's i just let me spin you a yarn real quick before we start the rest of this podcast okay and blake remembers this 2016 the Cavs are down three to one in the nba finals <laughs> Right? Yes. Oh, everything stacked <laughs> against him. Bernie Sanders is down right now, right? In the delegate count. Yes. Like what what is the Democratic delegate count? He's it's twelve hundred fifteen to nine hundred ten. That's not 
a huge margin. That's it's not. Ohio has yet to vote. This is true. We are the swing state. We are the heart of it all. We are the state that the mayonnaise delegation, minorities, everyone. It's like a melting (laughs) pot of everything. Ohio is very diverse in its in different areas, and it like represents classes of people races of people genders of people and are at the core of what an american is right so we are right. representative of the whole state why can't ohio be the primary that turns this primary around why can't we be like you know all this bullshit with the virus and how no one had health care and the infrastructure wasn't there maybe bernie sanders was on to something yeah with, with medicare for all and like why can't we be the state to trigger this why can't we be the state to be like, no, Biden is a mayonnaise sandwich. We need Bernie Sanders right now. I think we like, could. I think a lot of people will vote very differently after all of this lifts than they would have beforehand. Right? Know? Please. People of Ohio, let us be the state to turn this whole thing around. Because we didn't, we didn't pick yet. All this has happened, right? There's all these states that picked before the escalation. Right. right, and now there's these pit, these that that there were like several states that voted during, on that day that Ohio had had postponed our election, Florida voted, right? But who the hell was going to run out to the polls on, yeah, on that day? Yeah, yeah. I, I, think... I just feel like this is still a moment. I'm just like twelve hundred fifteen to nine hundred ten. The Cavs were down three to one. <laughs> We had to win three games against the winningest team in the history of the NBA regular season. And that happened. Yep. That's all I'm saying. I agree. So, like, please, if you haven't voted yet, I know California hooked it up, but, like, other states out there, this is our chance still. We still have a chance. And, like, Bernie's holding these these daily live streams. Have you seen his live streams? He's got, like, 100,000 people watching him. He brings all these different people in from his movement talking about what we can do about the coronavirus pandemic. He has stopped all campaigning to focus entirely on what needs to be done to help us during this pandemic. If you can't find this, like, just please... Give us a shot here over at Bernie Sanders' camp. Because I think that, like, he had a lot of foresight looking at this pandemic. I don't know how many weeks in we are. Time is meaningless right now. It really is. (laughs) It's either moving really slow or really fast. I can't tell. Like, it feels like things are happening quickly. Like, I'm, Days I, are blurring together. Since the last episode, like this, this and then we'll, we'll we will really start this. The other why we're here, but this is like wigging me out. The Federal Reserve has announced that they're going to print an infinite amount of money. Infinite. <laughs> I read that. Infinite. An infinite amount of money to buy bonds and stocks and and debt instruments and God knows what else. Why can't we just all have infinite amounts of money then? If they can print infinite amounts of money, why can't we have health care for everyone? Why can't uh, they yeah. forgive everyone's debt right now? If they can bail out airlines, 
Think how horrible airlines are. How horrible oh. they treat their customers. Or cruise lines. That's the cruise one that gets lines. me. That's what that gets me. Bailing out cru- Let that industry just disappear off the face of the earth. We'd be fine if we just let the free market. And I know there's people that work for the cruise line industry, and they'd be affected. But there were ice harvesters, and they got put out of business by refrigerator companies. It's like, I think that, like, it's fascinating that the same people who didn't like Healthcare for all because it's socialist. Now I want to nationalize the airline industry. The they've already done the banking industry. They already did autos. Is Denny's going to get a bailout? I hope. Mm. That's my question. But yeah, sorry. Infinite government-run Denny's. When the government can tell you they can print infinite money, but then every time Bernie has an ambitious plan, how are you going to pay for it? That's complete yeah. horseshit. It yeah. shows you how full of shit everyone is in this fucking government. It's bullshit. It's like infuriating. <laughs> it's like we're spending so much money and it's like pissing it down a hole because like you're just letting short, short more into you, Federal Reserve. Like that's all that's happening here. You're providing liquidity for Goldman Sachs to short more. It's insane. Like, this is, it's, I can't tell if it's more dangerous than the last time we gave banks money, but this is, the the one month and the three month treasury bills have negative interest rates. That means that you pay the government to hold on to your money for a month <laughs> and three months. It what is, the fuck? That it makes is, no sense. It is That's funny. Not- because, you know, people say, what, do you think I could just print money? Like, apparently you can. Yeah, so, they have a printing press and yeah. pallets of money that they move around. An infinite so, like, amount of money being they, made by an infinite amount of monkeys on an infinite amount of money presses. But it just, th- and this is it. It says a lot about our government that when the stock market crashes, there's an infinite amount of money. But when people need health care, there isn't. That's it. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, okay. Now that I've gotten off my soapbox, <laughs> uh-huh. we are here for a very special episode of this, the, the Shaq cast, right? The official Shaq News podcast of Shaq News. Uh, <laughs> because we're talking about a topic that it comes up not extremely every, often. Every once up, in a while. It comes up every once in a while, as it should. I think mm-hmm. it's a debate that I encourage on the site, and I, uh, I'll just get right into it. We have a game that the reviewer thinks might be a 10 out of 10, and Shaq News has never given a 10 out of 10. Uh, we've only given scores since 2012, 2013? 2012 or 2013, I think. Yeah. And it was mainly to become part of, or to be on Metacritic and all that. Um, I personally don't like review scores. Like, I I think that my review when read should tell you how excited I am about a game or not. Or what, if I really think it's crap, you'll know. If I think it's great, you'll know. And, you know, we have just recently, Doom Eternal got an 8 out of 10. Yeah, uh, the pre the predecessor got a nine out of ten. Went on to be our game of the year. 
Other Shaq News games of the year. Uh, Breath of the Wild got a 9 out of 10, um, which is insane. Um, there's The Witcher 3. Many people thought that was a 10 out of 10. David would probably disagree if that's a 10 out of 10 game. <laughs> Pretty strenuously. Yeah. Um, right? So it's like, I, I yeah. think that there's, uh, you can go back and even Mar- uh, Mario 3D World, yeah. right? That was the Shaq News game of the year. I think that was a 9 out of 10. Uh, and that's an excellent game. Uh, same with Mario Odyssey. Uh, now, we have given a lot of 9s out of 10s. Like, a 9 out of 10 is a very good game at Shaq News. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I think the delicious game, but it's this is the question is, is this game a not? And we're going to talk about this in a way that we will run this after the embargo, so you can be as free as you want to make your case, David. Right? Uh, the question is, is this game a 10 out of 10? Is this the first 10 out of 10 at Shaq News? Or, or are there flaws in David's case that may lead to a 9 out of 10 score? That's really the question here. And uh, the game is Resident Evil 3 Remake. <laughs> I wish it said that at the, at the it main doesn't? menu. Oh, right no. there. Minus no. one. Done. Uh... Case closed. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man. I feel like, you know. (laughs) I do love that sound. I I, I do, do too. David's going to make his case, but I feel like he's already made it. I'm going over his review. I feel like I already see cases that he's made for it to be a 9 out of 10. Okay. Well, that's that's why I'm here. I suggested this debate. Because I think it's, you know, a 10 out of 10 should be a big deal. It's not something that should happen every other, every other month, even every other year. Um, so if you want, Asif, I'll just, I'll just jump right in and lay this out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, th- I think anyone at Shaq who, who knows me, I'm pretty active in our chatty community. Um, I do like Resident Evil a lot. I think there are a lot of bad entries or mediocre entries in that series. And to be honest, Resident Evil 3, uh, re- originally released in 1999, was one of those. I thought it was fine. Here's the thing. Fans clamored for over 20 years for a remake of a very specific Resident Evil game, and it was not Resident Evil 3. It was Resident Evil 2, which came out last year. I thought it was fantastic. If I reviewed that, I would not have given it a perfect 10. I thought that the middle area, the sewers, did drag a bit, or it's kind of bland design. It was pointlessly confusing to navigate. Uh, and it had, just like the original, it had two unlockable campaigns. There's Leon A and B and Claire A and B. But the campaigns, really, other than a couple of remix puzzles and the very beginning, your first kind of sprint through the police station, that's all that was changed. The rest, it, it literally kind of, it's like a train switching tracks from A right to, or from B right to A. The rest of the game after police station one, again, other than a couple of puzzles, is exactly the same as the A scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, Resident Evil 3, this remake, um, I didn't ask to review it. You assigned it to me because I do a lot of challenge runs in Resident Evil games, specifically the RE2 remake. So you assigned it to me. And to be honest, knowing what I, I know about Resident Evil 3, I was like, well, if it's even like half as good as RE2, I could see like a 7, but probably an 8. Because Resident Evil 3, one of the problems with it was that it followed RE2 so closely that even stalwarts were saying, I've had three games of this. It's just kind of more of the same. I'm ready for something new. Yeah. 
In fact, a bit of trivia, RE3 did not start development as RE3. It was a side project. I believe Code Veronica was supposed to be RE3, but that got delayed. So Capcom said, we'll take this side projects, put Jill Valentine in there, and then add a three. So that's kind of how this started. It wasn't exactly an auspicious start to its story. Yeah. Um, but I played this this remake, which I actually think more of as a reimagining, and I'll, I'll get into the... Um, the nuance of the differences there. Within an hour of playing this game, I realized that this was something special. This is better than RE2's remake, a game I had been looking forward to for a sense of the remake of the first game on GameCube. Uh, and I just, I honestly, any flaws I can find, because every game has flaws, to me are, are very minor. Um, this is a reimagining, like I mentioned, because, you know, last year, RE2, the remake, fans could... You know, as you went through the sewers, the RPD, the umbrella nest, the lab, um, you could see a lot of similarities. You recognized hallways, you recognized certain rooms. They even called back to certain enemy and item placements. Um, there's a lot of new content. You know, they, they cut like the, the giant spiders in the sewer and the crows. And there are a lot of fans that were upset about this because apparently they think that like a remake should be the exact same game they played 20 years ago, with, but with better graphics. RE3 is a reimagining because I would say like 70 to 80% of that game is brand new. It does not use the same layout as RE3. Mm -hmm. The story has been rewritten. Jill's sidekick plays a much bigger role. A lot of story beats from the original game are missing. There are new weapons. There are new enemies. One is a zombie that almost, it almost looks like the face hugger zombies from Half-Life. Um, Nemesis has been completely overhauled. Uh, the dodge mechanic, which was originally introduced in Resident Evil 3, is much, much better. Back then, you had to wait until like an enemy attacked and then press like two buttons at the same time. But they were both the aim buttons. So sometimes your character would just aim and then get punched in the face because it didn't dodge mm -hmm. like it was supposed to. Everything about this game from the RE engine, which is still probably my favorite piece of tech in gaming right now, um, to the design of the level layout to the retooling of Nemesis, I think is just outstanding. I honestly did not expect to be as impressed with this game as I am. Now, just before we sat down to record, um, there's been a rumor, which I think we should have reported on by now at Shack News, that um, some fans, as always seems to happen, they mined the Resident Evil 3 demo that came out a week or so ago. And they found what appeared to be evidence of an alternate ending, an unlockable mode. I've only seen one ending, which I think is fine, but I did finish the game. There is a, a brand new mode. So, so one of the flaws of the original RE3 was that unlike Resident Evil 2 with two characters and two scenarios for each of them, Resident Evil 3 was just Jill. If you played the game once, you've seen everything that there is to see. Yeah. Um, there is actually a remix mode in this game called Nightmare Mode. Uh, you have to beat Hardcore to unlock it, which I just did. I finished the game three times now. Um, I'm gonna start a fourth tonight. Nightmare Mode is the most challenged, but it also remixes enemy and item locations. So that kind of gives you a reworked campaign to play. You also, the first time you beat the game, you open a store where you can spend points that you earn for completing basically achievements in the game to unlock things like infinite ammo weapons, um, special coins that when you carry boost your attack power or your defense or your health regeneration, um, a crafting tool so that you get like double the amount of ammo when you craft. And you can take this, I think, into any mode. I don't know that you can take them into Nightmare yet, 
But the game offers a lot of replay value that I think is head and shoulders over anything any Resident Evil has done before. Like I said, the big deal about Resident Evil 2 was every character has two campaigns, but in the remake, the, the, the second campaigns, the alternate scenarios were pretty much the same, other than maybe like 10 to 15% reworked content. This game is so fun to replay. The first time I beat this game, I was talking to a Sam Chandler, a guides editor who has also replayed it. He really likes it that I completely missed the Magnum. I completely missed several areas my first time through. There's so much to explore. There's so much to find. Every time I play it, I'm finding something new. Um, the only part of the game I haven't tried, as of right now, we're recording this on the evening of March 25th, so about five days before the review embargo lifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil Resistance is supposed to ship as this game's multiplayer mode, but it almost looks like it's going to be a Doom 2016 situation where the multiplayer mode is technically like a separate executable. There's not even, as of right now, there is no resistance mode on my main menu. This may be, resistance may not be so much as of a multiplayer mode as a multiplayer game that comes free with Resident Evil 3. Now, I played Project Resistance at a Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. And it's not anything... I don't know. I'm not incredibly impressed by it. It's it's fun. Yes. I think it's more fun when you're the mastermind than mm-hmm. when you're uh, whatever, like the other four people. The survivors. Yeah. 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 Now, I think it's a game that's... I, I don't know. I, I, I like multiplayer games I can pick up and play by myself. I don't think that's a game you can do that. You really need a group of five friends and then t- to rotate you know, because you have to communicate, which is awful to do online. Right, right. Uh, but I can, I can speak to that game's multiplayer just from my experience there. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing like, it's, I think your comparison to Doom 2016 is fair in the sense that it's like, not, like no one remembers Doom 2016 for its multiplayer. And right. I don't think people are going to remember RE3 Remake for Project Resistance, probably. I think that's fair. It's also, I, I, I made that comparison also because, you know, I reviewed Doom 2016 and I gave it a 9 instead of a 10 because the mm-hmm. multiplayer was lackluster. And you know what? If, if Resistance is lackluster, I'll knock this score down from a 10 to a 9. The point I would make, though, is that, you know, Doom 2016's multiplayer wasn't terrible. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like like people came to that game for the campaign. Resident Evil players come to Resident Evil games for the campaign. I mean, these games are meant to be replayed, which is why I talk so much about replay value. You know, yeah. speedrunners and challenge runners like Carcinogen SG, SDA, who does like these, these like no damage, no save playthroughs where I get a lot of my strategies. Um, he'll probably give the multiplayer, you know, a try. Maybe he'll stream it with friends, but then he's going to go right back to doing challenge runs. Mm -hmm. So just as I feel that Doom 2016's uh, campaign was the heart and soul of its game, and the same can be said of Eternal, um, I feel like Resistance, unless it's actively terrible, I don't think that will affect... No one is buying Resident Evil 3 for the multiplayer. No one out there is going to do that. Mm -hmm. I actually thought it was... When I played it, it was not announced as part of RE3 yet. RE3 had not been announced yet. So right. Project Resistance was what it was called, and it was a separate standalone game. And it, and just at its face value, I didn't think it was, like, anything amazing. 
but that's like that was a vertical slice in September. Right. So right. and at the same time, it looked impressive because the engine is still really impressive. And that I think the feat of bringing a multiplayer game to that engine is not yeah. something we should ignore. It looks very good. Uh, that game is, you know, and it, it's interesting. We see this, it's like a new era of engine building again. Uh, yeah. you, know, you have the Source 2 engine, which might be the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Outside, And then you have Unreal, which they, they do amazing things in Unity. And then RE engine is for what they do, that style of game, that might be the best engine. Like I, I would I would love to see Naughty Dog make a game in this engine. Yeah. And like no offense to their whatever they, they're using over there. Like I just think that a, an uncharted game in the in the style of an RE engine game would be mm-hmm. kind of amazing. Yeah, it's I think it's also interesting because um, you know, I'm glad you mentioned uh, well, like like Doom Eternal and Resident Evil 3 or Resident Evil Resistance, I think what they have in common, um, publishers are placing a larger focus on asymmetrical multiplayer, mm-hmm. which I actually think is is really cool. Like as much as like the Doom purist in me thinks that, you know, Doom Eternal shipping without deathmatch is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. I also think battle mode, I haven't had time to try it yet because of all the Doom Eternal features <laughs> in the past week. I actually think battle mode sounds a lot more interesting to me and you know there, there's actually there is a precedent for resident evil resistance i don't know if you remember from the ps2 resident evil outbreak one and two mm-hmm. were kind of a similar style where four players played as yeah. four different characters each mm-hmm. with their own abilities and items but there was no mastermind there it was, was still, no mastermind it was still pve it was the players versus the environment the, this game sounds like Whoa. it will be uh, similar to Outbreak in that the four survivors have their own skills or whatever, but the Mastermind, I think this is a game, again, I haven't played it yet, it sounds like, kind of to your point, Asif, if you're playing this with friends, this is almost something you'd want to play with friends. Kind yes. of like Left 4 Dead, like you could do pub servers, but my friends and I, every year we have our annual LAN party, we always play Left 4 Dead because there's something special about being in the same room, coordinating, strategizing, laughing, egging each other on mm-hmm. together. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's accurate. But I think with like you know Discord and online, whatever, like you'll be able to play. You will. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I I, I don't think it's like, and I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a detractor for the game or anything. You're not gonna, no one's gonna not buy this game because Project Resistance is meh. But at yeah. the same time, like there's, there were things about RE2 that made me think that it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Like, have those been addressed? Like, like, let's say the library, right? Yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember our live stream where I I tried to walk off of a bookcase on the li- in the <laughs> library, and I couldn't do that. Can I? Yeah. Can I fall off of a bookcase in RE3? There actually aren't any positions on that. You spend most of this game on like solid ground. Okay. Um, but I kind of address that with their level design. I think so too. But also like, that's not like you also mentioned like, well, why can't I jump the gap in this bookshelf? Here's the thing in all seriousness, (laughs) resident evil, the classic games pre re four, they were not survival horror games. They were adventure games Mm -hmm. with survival horror elements. I mean, think of like one puzzle solution is 
light the painting with the lighter that you find in the library to get the red gem and put it in the bust of the statue in the museum. Like that's, that's, that's a point and click adventure solution. Honestly, yeah. you're not supposed to, this isn't a platforming game. If you could just jump the gap in the bookshelf of problem solved, that's not how you solve things in this game. Right. But like falling off the bookshelf that I think the reason they didn't do that just to address it is because I think it would have been kind of a, a needless distraction when you're chase when Mr. X is chasing you, you don't want to accidentally fall off the bookshelf. You want to focus on, do I run from him? Do I try to fight him? These are survival horror games. So they're fight or flight games. Yeah. But, but I see what you're saying. As far as the level design goes, like I said earlier, like I thought the sewer environments in Resident Evil 2, whenever I replay that game, I get to the sewers and I kind of have to force myself to keep going. Yeah, it's, it's just not, not that fun. That, it's not that fun. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible, but it is the weak point of the game. Resident Evil 3 has no environment like that. Um, I haven't got hung up on geometry. I haven't found any almost like uncanny valley-esque areas like you did where I'm like, why can't I fall off uh -huh. this? There, there are new environments, but the environments, like I said, this is a reimagining the street layout of Raccoon City is completely different. There are little bits and pieces that they brought back. Like there's a part where you have to track down like an industrial fire hose to put out a fire blocking your way. That's in there, but what comes after it is, is brand new. Um, I think that like I, I've been reading some chatter on like the Resident Evil subreddit and a lot of fans are upset because there were some areas cut from the original uh, and a boss fight too. this giant, worm i don't know why people are so upset about this that boss fight was terrible imagine fighting a worm that can like snake around you with tank controls and static camera angles it just wasn't fun no i remember yeah but the thing is <laughs> in, in this game like nemesis is the boss you fight him several times and he is in evolved stages so the fight changes every time mm -hmm. but the whole thing is the the absence of the removal of that boss is actually thematic there should be no other enemy that is higher on the food chain or that takes away your attention from Nemesis. He is the big bad of this game. No other bad even compares to him. There are enemies in this game like the hunters. The hunters are back and they're, they're much tougher, but you're actually almost relieved to fight them because at that point in the game, Nemesis has been quiet for a while. So the whole time you're like sweating these hunter fights, which are tough, you're thinking, fuck, I hope, I, I hope Nemesis isn't about to come back right now. So I actually agree with the cut content. Also, my whole thing about remakes is I don't feel like they have to be one-to-one. -one. Like, if you want to get into semantics, that's a remaster. It's the same game, but with a prettier paint job, right? Um, sure. So I feel like the cut content was actually done in service to the game rather than uh, something that detracts from it. In the sense that it makes it a better game than RE3, the original. Oh, absolutely. Because the original game, like you said, was kind of just another re and that boss battle was probably one of the wonkiest things in that game it, it was super wonky but not only that like it came like near the end mm -hmm. so you're already feeling like why am i fighting another boss this should kind of be wrapping up now mm -hmm. that, that isn't a problem in this game you know I, I think a lot of people will complain that the campaign is too short yeah. Resident Evil 2's remake, the first time through it, I think took me between eight and 10 hours. I finished this one in just under six. Now that sounds like a dramatic difference, but this is made with the same engine. The controls are the same other than the new mechanics like Dodge. So I came into this with my Resident Evil RE engine legs under me. That wasn't yeah. the case last year. Um, and also like this is a much tighter game. There is no dead zone like the sewers of the RE2 remake. 
This is a much, much tighter game. It, honestly, it is, it is a blast from beginning to end. The, the other thing I, I think some players might criticize, but I actually think is very well balanced. You know, people lost their heads when RE4 came out because, oh, it, it's an action game now. Capcom is abandoning the roots of Resident Evil. Every game, beginning with two and into three, leading to four, had more action in it. Mm-hmm. Resident, Resident Evil 3, the original game, had running zombies. Zombies could run after you. That doesn't happen in this game. Uh, you just still have like explosive barrels. And one of the new mechanics is there are portable generators strategically placed so that, like, for example, when Nemesis is chasing you, you actually want to lead him down routes where you can turn around, shoot one of those generators, and zap him. It buys you like five seconds, but those five seconds are critical. <laughs> okay. um, there's there's stuff like that. Like this is yeah. a, a really tightly crafted game. There's no dead weight here. I could look at Resident Evil 2 Remake, which again, if I were to review it, it would have been a nine. It wouldn't have been a 10. And you can point to dead weight. You can point to fat. There There is no fat on this game. Hmm. Hmm. See. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. I, I lost my train of thought. My point was there is more action in this game. But what yeah. happens is the game actually, it kind of swings like a pendulum. You go from really tense survival horror moments like i don't know Asif, you played this game right do you remember uh, if you remember oh the original yeah the original original re3 yes there was that part where jill is infected and you play as carlos you go through a hospital Mm -hmm. the hospital in this game is one of the scariest environments ever um i mean if you if you saw the pilot of the walking dead which to me is still the greatest episode of that show the best part of it was rick creeping through that hospital with the flickering lights and like like moans and doors banging things trying to get out that is this but for like an hour after that carlos he gives jill the infection but she doesn't revive right away like in the original game you continue playing as carlos all these zombies are converging converging on the hospital because people have been firing guns in there so they hear it you actually hold down like a siege you you kill like 50 some enemies they're breaking through the windows it's this awesome action scene but the the key difference here is this this isn't re5 or 6 which had huge problems those games turned into michael bay movies all the action sequences in this game and there are really only a few it is more survival horror but every action sequence in this game is earned the reason the siege comes after this really tense crawl through the hospital is it's it's almost cathartic you get this release of all the tension that's built up and then after that, you're back in control of Jill and you're actually going through a new wing of the hospital with more enemies, with more of the survival horror stuff. So the action here, it's not like Resident Evil 6, which was just, I couldn't even finish that game. It was all quick time events and explosions and bigger and bigger guns. Mm-hmm. Here, the action is earned, it fits, and it complements the tension and, and the, the dread that builds very, very well. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm sorry to cut you off, Blake. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I wanted to make that point. Okay. So, you know, David, you, you, you may note that, like, there's a few things that people are going to be upset about, but I feel like you do that a few times in your, uh, in your review mm-hmm. as well. Um, let's see. I'm going trying to find what I was looking for. Uh, you know, at some point you talk about uh, Nemesis and that, like, there's going to be a lot of frustration. Not a lot of frustration. It, it, it sounded to me like you see it as learning 
but you say that other people are going to perceive it as frustration. Some may consider Nemesis frustrating. Okay. Yeah. This is still this is still a draft. I'm going to rework this, but I'll I'll <laughs> well, no I'll I'll elaborate on it here. I'm glad to elaborate. So the thing about Mister X in Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. And one of the re- one of the reasons I wasn't really looking forward to Resident Evil 3's remake as much is because Mr. X in RE2 was so much more formidable than Nemesis circa 1999. And so I thought, well, now Capcom has to make Nemesis even better or else Mr. X is just going to overshadow. I mean, this guy, you remember like the first quarter of last year, the internet, especially Twitter, was like all Mr. X memes. Yes. Um, there are mods that, that do, do different things with him, like just to relieve tension. Like if you want to relieve tension, you can download a, a mod that puts Mr. X in a thong. It's, it's kind of disturbing. There's also a Thomas the Train mod. The Thomas the Train mod, which yeah. is also creepy because you hear Thomas the Train music in close to you. <laughs> yeah. So like Mr. X was kind of cool though because he was implacable. Like you could always hear him walking around. Nemesis is different because Nemesis is on your ass almost the whole time. So where some players might be frustrated is they, you know, Capcom brings back the dodge mechanic and I compare it in my review to the, the parry mechanic of Dark Souls where it's timing based. It's not a difficult mechanic to learn. I think some players may be frustrated because, you know, you're not really meant to stand and fight Nemesis. You want to run from him. The game is telling you to run because every time he appears, the game swings the camera so that it's behind you. They're like, hey, go. Do not fight. Go, go, go. So he can attack you from behind. Of course he can. Um, and, you know, some people might at first, as I did, say, oh, this isn't unfair. Uh, I, I didn't see him lunging to punch or I didn't know his tentacle was coming. Then I, I tuned in to audio cues. Sound design is a huge part of survival mm-hmm. horror games. You oftentimes cannot see monsters. You have, oh, to, yeah. you have to tune into where you think they're coming from. Mm-hmm. This is really just the evolution of Mr. X. Instead of listening for footsteps, you're listening to Nemesis is not cheap. You hear him pick up his pace behind you and you hear the whoosh of his swing. And you learn that, oh, if I press dodge right after the whoosh, I will do a perfect dodge, which means you press the button at exactly the right time to do a roll that actually slows down time, staggers the enemy, kind of like the thrown off balance, and you immediately get up and keep running. His tentacle, you hear the almost like the crack of a whip you know, before like a cowboy would lasso a a cow or something. There are audio cues. So I realized that, okay, I can't always see him and I'm not always going to see him. You don't want to stand still. You don't want him to catch up to you, but you can work with these audio cues. Okay. But here's the thing. You're a seasoned veteran of all of this stuff. Like, you know, the ins and outs, you, you're admittedly a super hardcore fan of the series. So yeah, you're not going to perceive it as frustration. But I feel like you've already admitted that, like, there's going to be frustration for other gamers here. I think that, well, and uh, and and, oh, and 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 also there's also there's there's a few things in here. Where you're like hardcore mode returns. You may save as often as you like. No more finding equipment. Some players may not like this. I do. That just like that's just that's well, just dismissive. Is like a like th- this is just a this is how I feel about it. I like it. So whatever. No, Wait, no, no, no. Okay, so on. let's address one point at a okay. time because w- we weren't finished with Nemesis yet. Um, mm-hmm. I am a, I'm a fan of Resident Evil. The games that are good are good, but if <laughs> I didn't finish six, I think five is a terrible Resident Evil game. The only reason I kept five, I had the disc in my hand ready to take it back to GameStop the day I bought it. 
But the only mm. reason I didn't was because my wife said, oh, it's co-op, I'll play with you. And we realized, oh, actually, there's a really good co-op experience here, but Resident Evil, they should just cut Resident Evil from the title. It's like how Man of Steel is a terrible Superman movie, but if you switch your brain off, it's fine. Um, mm. I, I, I am a veteran of Resident Evil games. The controls are the same as RE2 remakes, but Dodge, this is a completely new mechanic. There wasn't anything like this last year or in any other Resident Evil game that wasn't clunky. Um, I had to learn all this from scratch. Second, you go into this game as a survival horror fan. All of this stuff is what survival horror fans want. Nemesis mm. shouldn't, he's not, he's never cheap. He will never uh, insta-kill you. All of this stuff I learned by tuning into the audio and the visual design, which is what you do in survival horror games. In stealth games, you can't complain that mm. enemies keep catching you because you didn't bother to learn their patrol routes, right? Like there, there are staples okay. of genres that you're supposed to learn. Yeah, okay, that's that's fine. But you still admit that like there are going to be players that have problems there. Like there's gonna like there's still gonna be a wall. There's still gonna, or a hurdle. It's gonna be a hurdle for some. And it's gonna be a wall for others. Um, yeah, I guess so, but you, I, I think and, the games can make demands of you to learn their mechanics. That's that's the true. Really what games but expect. they should, but they should never. They should never work in such a way that they're gonna stop certain people from getting through that area and moving on. There's, I don't know. They do though. There's plenty of games that are super hard. I mean, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. If it's going to be a 10 out of 10, if we're going to have some universal... It has to be... Like, perfection here. Like, I'm holding this to a much oh. higher standard. I, I am like, too. You know, but I, and, I also... Well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, a, why, that's just a battle why, of semantics, perfection. Yeah, yeah. And that's why there's, there's... I don't know. There's several instances where you admit that, like, some people are going to like this, other people aren't going to like this. You say yourself that the game's length may prove more divisive to people like yeah. uh, coming in just have six hours right there that's admitting like you might not appreciate how short this game is you know so things I, like that and and i mean you know i you know yeah a game shouldn't be ranked on how long it is but like there it is there's a divisiveness to it right there uh, for a 10 out of 10 i'm for 10 out of 10 Okay, like that's, yeah. I, I just I want to read what our review scale is to mm -hmm. people. Like uh, this is, I believe Adam always calls when I'm recording. recording? <laughs> uh, if either streaming or whatever, but there is there is the call. Um, we'll go from one to ten. Uh, one out of ten of Shack News is broken. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five is an example of a one out of ten. Garbage. Don't buy it. Uh, two is terrible. Three is bad. Four is below average. Five is mediocre. So five is mediocre, right? Six is above average. Seven is good. Now, a seven at Shack News, it's a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Plenty of great games get sevens out of ten at Shack News. Uh, an eight is great. A nine is amazing. And a ten is our highest recommendation. So it has to – I agree with what Blake's saying about a game that gets a 10 out of 10 being appealing to everyone, like all gamers. Like really one of those like 
transcendent kind of games. Like yeah. a game that like really appeals to a mass portion of gamers. So I, here, I do think that that's, that's a point that Blake yeah. is making here with the criticism of Nemesis. I, I, I think that honestly, out of all the cracks that Blake is trying to poke in your, in your thesis here, that's probably the best argument he's made that there is an over like, and, and while like a Mario game can have really challenging areas, it's still a game that almost everyone can pick up and play and enjoy. Um, wow. That to me is that's you'll hit hurdles. I wanted, yeah, I, I want you'll hit hurdles, you guys... but you're not going to hit a wall in a Super Mario game. You're going to hit a level where you were going to play it five times in a row, but you're going to get through that level. The other thing no I kind of want to bring up um, is just this the the problem Shaq News finds itself in uh, because of our past reviews and even recently uh, mm. with the Doom Eternal review. It got an 8 out of 10, and our good buddy Wickus was like, so this means it's worse than Death Stranding. And it's like, obviously there's an element of every review that the person who's reviewing it clearly influences. But there's this history of 9s out of 10s now that this game, if it were to get a 10, it has to sit above. And that, to me, is the biggest challenge here. Yeah, and that I don't necessarily know if it's better. And I know I, I, I at some point, for there to be a ten out of ten, we have to give it ten out of ten. I didn't give Alex a ten out of ten this this week. I was very close at times, but I I, I went through and I was like, no, there's there's these elements that, and honestly, it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a VR-only game and that it requires a really good computer to experience it well, it blocks out a whole bunch of people who can't experience it. And even if you can afford a VR headset and a VR com- uh, computer, there's elements of being in VR that make people sick that they didn't remove in their game. So it's like, I knew that, like, this game was, like, built for me, right? And I was able to be like, you know, it's not perfect. And I I think that's the problem that we have here, is that every, there's, like, there's this constant search for a perfect game at Shaq Uh News to give that 10 out of 10 to. And Uh, I think that that's the problem um, here. And I I don't like like the use of the word perfect, though. I mean, masterpiece. Then, we're yeah, but, for, but masterpieces are can be flawed. Here's another thing: I don't think we're going to be talking about Resident Evil Three next year. I don't think we're going to be talking about this game like come this I, time next year. I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I, this, I just. I, I will say that RE two, RE two was almost game of the year last year. So I do yeah. think that I I I, do, I disagree. I think that we will be talking about RE three come game of the year deliberations this year and for a lot of things I, I think we'll talk about it for game of the year deliberations absolutely but, but that's like i mean i just like now. i'm just talking i'm just talking about like the like there's there's a timelessness to a 10 out of 10 you know to like a super mario world or, or to tetris. uh to a yeah a tetris like there's there's a game changing aspect 
to to this. This is just an excellent excellent game in my mind. It sounds like an excellent game for people that like Resident Evil. I personally like still like have issues with the control schemes in these games. I haven't played this one, but like you know, I don't know. Resident you have, Evil. Did you 2, have problems with the controls in RE2 Remake? I did not play much RE2 Remake. Mm. I did not like. I don't Dude, like the, con- I don't the like controls it. are out. I thought. I but, thought RE2 handles perfectly. I, I but, and I. I'm someone who beat. But, I beat RE2 in the '90s. I beat RE. I didn't beat RE. I. I basically played about. I don't know what half of RE2 Remake. Yeah, pooping my pants. Um, which was good for me, and I, I did. I only pooped my pants twice during playing through Half Life Alex. Like, it, for however much you like <laughs> RE three, David. Yeah, I think you're really gonna like Half Life Alex a lot because uh, yeah. it's a horror game. Maybe but, scarier. And when we start debating horror, best horror game this year, I have a feeling we're both we're gonna be butting heads here because. Half-Life Alex scared the ever-living shit out of me. And I was too... I used to be... You were, I was afraid of playing RE2. Yeah. Once you... Like, putting yourself in the game, and then they're like, here's this hallway. It, there's no lights except for a flashlight that's attached to your left hand, right? And then, oh, here's a gun. And there's... Oh, there's just a bunch of head crabs just crawling around you. You can't... You, when you were talking about using audio cues... Alex does an amazing job of that too. Um, so yeah, I just I think that there's clearly Alex is fresh in my mind as a game that was very close to a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game that I reviewed, uh, I would say probably Super Mario Maker Two. Uh, it has flaws. There was there's a reasons why it got a nine out of ten, mm-hmm. but that was ended up being our game of the year. So I I understand and, why I'm, you don't like to use of the word perfect here but 10 out of 10 is perfect that's if you're if you're talking about a, a, a test right if you're talking about a test and there's 10 questions getting 10 of them right would be a perfect test that's 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 the problem and the stupidity of having numbered scores mm-hmm. attached to reviews but and i i think that I, I think between the, a few things Blake's brought up, but also the history of all the other nines, the 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 the, the problem yeah. that we create by giving this game, saying this game, even if you don't believe that, Wickus is just waiting. <laughs> He'll be like, "Here's all these games that RE three is better than." It's just going to be a list of every game Shack News has ever reviewed. It's that's the problem. It's yeah. I have a. I mean, as the reviews editor, I I, I do have a serious concern over mm-hmm. establishing precedent. Um, and I and it's a it's a major concern because once the door for ten out of tens is open, then I'm having I'm having I'm having conversations like this a lot more with a lot more people because everybody is. Here's some is, games uh, recently. Yeah, I we I had to talk to people yeah. about being ten out of ten. Forza Horizon Four, that's not a ten out of, a 10. 10, out of ten. <laughs> but so and actually Forza Horizon Three, oddly enough. 
Both so, of the Forza games almost got tens out of ten. I'll interject that I don't think those games should be excluded from the ten out of ten conversation just because they're racing games. And no. I'm hearing I'm hearing no. subte- some subtext more oh, more no. so from Blake that well, Resident Evil is a survival horror game. It's not mainstream enough, so it can't be a 10. no. Resident Evil is a super mainstream game. I don't think that it being a Resident Evil game is what's stopping it from being a ten out of ten. I think that you love it. I think that you love it and you love Resident Evil. And for you, this as a Resident Evil game is a 10 out of 10. But I don't know if it's like meeting the Shaq News standards for 10 out of 10, if that makes any sense. It doesn't because we have this glass ceiling where like no game from now until the end of time can ever get a 10. And I, I have a problem with that. I think that's absurd. I think that you're always going to have people like Wickus who are going to say, oh, this game is better than that game. Believe me, I thought of this. I thought of the (laughs) fact that, let's let's say this 10 goes through. Then during Game of the Year deliberations, could I play the card that, well, this is the only game to get a 10, so why are we even having this discussion? No. Yes, you could. I yes, could, but I, I it would, would be bullshit. I, you would totally do that. No, no you totally I, would. Like, Someone I, I would, would. I really would. Someone's, <laughs> someone I probably would. Maybe Donovan, and then he's Donovan back would again. finally join you after betraying uh, you in 20... The great Donovan betrayal of 2019 that led to Super Mario Maker 2, game of the year. <laughs> Barely, by the skin of its teeth, beat RE2. This is really... Like, this is what this yeah, is about, like, isn't it? This is about RE2 it, not getting game of the year last year. It's not. It's not because hey, I, I've I been very you, open and saying that's not a perfect game. I yeah. would not have given it a ten. I'm. Was, I'm saying close. we've already. We've already. I've already found like chinks in the armor here in your own review and your own words that I think discourage me from believing this is a ten out of ten. When I read the review, I don't. I'm not buying it. That's I, and I and I, I and I'm and I'm saying this and I'm saying this like I have like. I've been thinking about this all fucking day. Like this has been like, this has been grinding at me because like I've, I have been very stern in my belief that like, there's probably not going to be a 10 out of 10. Like anytime. You you saying that on the record has muddied the water. You realize that. No, realize that. I hear, here's the thing. No, I'm allowed to state my opinion on the matter. I think that, but and I, I honestly like, think that I, what, the way I've viewed every single time uh, an editor has said this is a 10 out of 10, I have them make their case. This is the first time we've done this publicly. That's the only difference. Yeah. It's not the I, – and I, I believe it's up for debate. And that's why I, if, I, if, if someone makes a compelling enough case, then I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a 10 out of 10. But this – doesn't really sound like it's <laughs> my 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 that's, point that's here. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Thank like that's what I'm getting at. No. I believe it's a ten out of ten for Resident Evil games, sure, but like for universal quality, so maybe 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 you hey, gotta step back. From hey it. Blake, you've been thinking about this all day. It's Eat Night, right? <laughs> like, Did you like download the free demo to try it? Oh, maybe it didn't bother you that much. Ooh. Well, there's a free demo. Ooh. Okay, I'll try it. I'll, I'll I'll play the demo, man. I don't think I I think of anything that is going to back up my thoughts that this is not a ten out of ten game. 
but I will try it. I will try it. I will here's, try it. Here's and I'll thing. go in. I'll go in. I'll go in like without my, without my, without my. I'm gonna try and be like a clean slate for it, baby. I didn't have time, baby. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're not. I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try it. I'm gonna try it out. I'll try it after the podcast. I'll try it well before it's time for the review to come out. But I'm just like based off of what I've read in your own review. Like I'm not, I'm not believing it's a ten out of ten. I, I will say this, and this is not. I'm not trying to throw down a, a get out of jail free card. Uh, this review, there's, it's five days away. I'm showing you a draft that I feel is like ninety nine percent done. I do, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. You're actually making me think I didn't articulate myself well. I would say that Nemesis would be a problem if the Dodge mechanic were as fucking terrible as it was in the original re3 that thing was mm-hmm. so clunky it was useless i never used it no um in this game though and again i bring back the comparison to pairing in dark souls in dark souls you could just go up to an enemy and practice pairing in this game every time you're near en- uh, nemesis you are also near a save room to one of the ways that i, I haven't even done this yet i picked up I learned the timing of the dodge mechanic as I played. And every enemy, every enemy's dodge timing is different. You know, zombies lunge, nemesis punches, etc. Um, you can just go up to nemesis. Greg, in fact, wants me to make a video showing people how to do this. You can save your game, go outside to nemesis, and just practice dodging. But again, I never had to do that. I just learned as I played. I feel like it would be a problem if the mechanic were fundamentally flawed or broken. But it is something that the game expects you to learn. I think that since, probably since Dark Souls, honestly, the industry design has undergone a paradigm shift where designers are more willing to let a game be difficult as long as it, as players feel like they can learn, they can, that they can rise to what it is asking of them. And they can. This isn't like NES hard where like there's just a bunch of bullshit that will kill you no matter what. Everything in this game, every death is avoidable. Every blow is avoidable. I learned the dodge mechanic and nailing. Like the thing is you don't have to, this isn't binary. You can dodge. I say perfect dodge because if the timing is perfect, you'll do a special roll that slows down time and lets you turn to like get a shot in if you want. Yeah. But even if it's not perfect, you still just lunge away. You just won't get the benefit of slow down time. It's not you, you dodged or you didn't. There is a pretty uh, generous margin of error for this that Hmm. will let you continue to play so it's not like oh i messed up a dodge i just lost half my health um it it really like standard mode is kind of a tutorial for hardcore in hardcore mode uh the reason i think that infinite saves are a good thing is because first of all if you if you save like 50 times like i did my first playthrough your ranking will go down if you want that top ranking Challenge runners like me are going to be shooting. I think it's five or fewer if you want to get like S plus uh, five or fewer saves and no deaths. But hardcore mode like Nemesis can kill you in two hits. Is that rough? Yes, but you are not even meant to play hardcore mode until you've gone through standard and you know learned the map layout, learned how to dodge. You don't you don't have to get through the game by dodging perfectly. There are a lot of times when I like kind of limped to a save room because Nemesis pushed my shit in but I still learned the whole time. The fact that the dodge mechanic, which is so central to this game is learnable and that it gives you a a pretty large margin of error 
makes makes the fact that like I, I use the word frustrating I shouldn't have it's it's something that you can learn and even if you don't get it it's not on or off you really can learn it and you can you can try this yourself the demo is free hmm okay so what about the fact that in your cons you say and I feel like you softball in some players may misremove areas and bosses that's like saying like People are going to have a – fans are going to have a problem with this. But, like, trying to, like, cushion it. I think I think In that's, my mind. Sure, yeah. I can understand that. But my, my thing is that because this isn't a new game, it is technically a remake. I consider a reimagining, but, like, remake, I guess, is technically accurate because there was a Resident Evil 3 before this, right? So this is a remake of that. Um, I think that fans who come in with expectations that, like, everything from 1999 should be there may be disappointed, but I also feel like that is an unrealistic expectation. Right, is your hand on your mic or something? Oh, no. Uh, how about now? Yeah. yeah no, no, yeah. no. My mic is off to the side. That's weird. Okay, yeah. It's better now. Uh, I'm using my snowball. Okay. Um, but I, I feel like expecting this game to be like a polygon for polygon recreation, like that might disappoint some people, but is that disappointment valid? I don't think so, because I think that this experience is fantastic i think that it is um, a, a masterpiece level experience okay but even as a even if it, like the fact that you know it's not a shot for shot remake taking out it sounds like there's been a couple chunks just chopped out uh and it is it a like shorter like, game than the original i don't know that i can say like a one-to-one -one comparison but i would say yeah but like keep in mind since Resident Evil 1, the whole idea of Resident Evil games is they want you to beat it in like 90 minutes or less because that's how you get the best unlockables. Like, they want you to speedrun this thing, basically. Oh, no, for sure. And like, so, like, oh, like RE2 RE Remake took me 10 hours the first time, but now I can beat it in like an hour, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, no, there's like a whole speedrunning community built around these games, and it's great. Right, right. Uh, no, I, I just, yeah, it looks like the original was about a seven-hour, eight-hour game. So that's actually only an hour or two shorter than the original then. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like this is a really good game and that you love it a lot, but I am um, I'm still not convinced personally yet. And I'll go, I'll go play the demo. I'll go give the demo a try. And uh, I'll think about it more, but like I'm, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It is. It is, is, it is, is it possible not, um, for a game to be a 10 out of 10? It is possible, but <laughs> I mean, there's just so many not. goddamn factors. To me, it, I don't know. I don't think I would ever really give a game a, a 10 out of 10. I've talked about the one time. I feel like Rocket, really League, like Rocket League should have been a 10 out of 10. And it got like an 8 at Shaq. You know what I mean? Like, there's some games out there that I look back on, and I'm like, God, that was like that was game of the year. Why are we so doing Witcher awards? Rocket yeah. League is the game that we're Man. still playing. Yeah, I guess there's people still playing Witcher too. I'm not gonna say that that's not the case. There are. There are. Uh, there's people who have another like eighth playthrough of The Witcher Three. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I wish we didn't have to score games in general. Pillars of Eternity, the first I, one. I think Josh wanted to give that a ten. I, I think that uh, was an eight. Dead I think cells. two is better. 
Dead Cells. Pillars. Oh, yeah, Dead Cells. Almost. Dead Cells was very close. Uh huh. There was very honestly. If we're but there's there's no. a there are challenge factors I think that make these games alienating. But um, I, 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 I found know. I found I, Rocket League extremely challenging. I found mm-hmm. it kind of frustrating. It didn't get a chance. I personally, yeah, you, I you said it, but you said it should have. That's just no, my I opinion. It should have. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of games I think should. Rocket League's a nine out of Rocket League's a nine out of ten to me because there's there's uh, things in that game that I uh, that I don't. It's enjoy. The, all those two pointy thing about Shaq News, man. The chatty. Mm-hmm. There's never I, like there's no know. there's no perfect game because the elbows are too pointy. <laughs> well, I I still don't like that word. I guess, but um, but I, I see I see why you're using it. But um, I guess the thing is, uh, we've except all played Super Mario World. Except Super, I mean Super Mario World is a ten. That's a ten. Um, it is. Uh, I don't know. I I think my problem, and I'm not I'm not upset about anything, but like. The fact that we said out loud that, you know, no game at Shaq News. You said a game at Shaq News could get a 10, but that was kind of a 180 from your original position where you said you were pretty adamant that no game at Shaq News would get a 10. Blake said that. Like, Blake, yeah, Blake my said personal that. opinion. My personal opinion is that, like, yeah, like there's no 10 out of 10s. It's not just my decision to make, though, is it? Like, if it were just my decision to make, like, we wouldn't even have this conversation to begin with. I would be like, no, that's a nine. And we're done. And there'd be no debate whatsoever because I would just have that decision to make myself. Yeah, I mean, we had a conversation with Bill, our managing editor, and, you know, I'm, I'm editor-in-chief over here. So, clearly, like, and CEO. So, I'm like, if we do give a game a 10 out of 10, it's our first 10 out of 10. It should be a game that there's overwhelming agreement in it being the best. Yeah, and I guess and that's what I, I mean by universal. I do think that there's a problem in how Shaq News reviews games in that we have so many people on our staff, not IGN levels of people, but, you know, enough no. people yeah. where a Chris Gerard review is different then a Josh Hawkins review is different than a David, David Craddock review is different than an Asif Khan review. I, you know, I don't give a whole lot of eights. I don't. I, if I like a game, it's probably going to get a nine. And if I don't, it could get a six, five, you know, lower. But, like, for the most part, I tend to review awesome games because I, I rarely get to review games, so I pick really good ones. But, yeah, yeah. if you look back, like, the most recent game that I reviewed that I think people, their eyebrows were raised on my review score was uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. If you go back and you read that review, it's glowingly positive. So it's like, that's usually what I look to when looking at the review score. I, I almost, I read the review first and I'm like, what does that sound like to me? And then I look at the review score. You know what I mean? Where I know yeah. that in in modern day, the way our readers think, they probably scroll down to the review score and then read the review. Yeah, I hate for me, that. Yeah. for me, it's definitely read the review first, then look at the score when I'm editing. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, how like, I do it as well. And if it doesn't sound oh. like a ten, I'm like, uh, 
I just I think that I, going back to like Forza, it wasn't because it was a racing game. It was because there were flaws in the menu that were like really glaring. And I I actually did exactly what David said. Uh, go da- I went and downloaded Forza and played it, and I was like, Chris, this is why I don't think it's a ten out of ten. Uh, and Daniel, uh, Daniel Perez also made the case uh, for Forza Horizon Three to be a ten out of ten. Uh, and there were problems with that game too. But I I remember having to go back and actually cite some issues that I had with the game. Um, but it. My point is that there are games that have been very close and that we make the case for. So far, the case hasn't been made convincingly enough. That's the, I think, where we're at. I do think that we could, there's still time before this review goes live, so we can, uh, I think, I think Blake should play the game. I think I should yeah. probably play the game. Uh, but I also know, like, I, I trust David's opinion on RE games especially. Uh, but, yeah, I think that, we run a danger here of like Blake said, setting a precedent and then also unleashing the floodgates. Cause then God knows uh, what death stranding on PC will get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't, th- I don't look at it as I, I, I see the, the merit in your argument. I don't look at it as opening the floodgates. I think that door should be open because mm-hmm. right now, Nobody can walk through, and I think I think that's a little absurd. I also think it's absurd that like the universal appeal. I would argue that like I gave mom my mom uh, the controller for Mario. She walked Mario right off a cliff and said, "That ah, enjoy your game." <laughs> uh, I think that the only game ever that has had universal appeal might be Tetris. But uh-huh. here's why: mm-hmm. Tetris takes time to learn, but you screw up a few times and then you learn. Now, I'm not comparing Resident Evil 3 to Tetris. I'll only say that the, the issue that we keep coming back to with this, where, you know, about Nemesis, is, is the fact that it, it sounds like it could be frustrating. Again, that's my fault uh, for using poor wording there. But the dodge mechanic is something that you learn, and it really clicks with you. We might even, it might be interesting to hear from Sam Chandler, again, our guides editor. He's completed the game. I talked to him this mm-hmm. morning. He loves it. We didn't talk score. I don't know if he considers it a, an 8, a 9, or 10, or what. But I know that he really, really enjoyed it. Is he around right now? He is. Uh, he might be. We could, we could bring him into this. That'd be fun. Sam, but, but, do you want to just get on the camera for the podcast really quick? Yeah. By the way, I did not realize this was this week's episode of the Shack cast. Boom, surprised. Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think the other thing is like universal uh, appeal. It's I, actually I can next week's, right? Because we're talking about... Oh, yeah, already, yeah, yeah. We should probably post this stuff. on Friday the 30th. Like... Yeah, that's what I I was going to post. The idea was we're going to have a headline. I was going to clickbait the fuck out of this, right? Uh, Is Resident Evil 3 a 10 out of 10 at Shaq News? Was going to be the name of this episode. Yeah. And then tune in (laughs) because there's a a review that will go live the exact same time as this podcast, right? Right, right. I like that idea. I I think that's kind of like... Maybe this could become a rolling feature if we have because there's another game coming. Talk about some, oh, yeah. as Chris Gerard said, there are some <laughs> bangers this 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 past month and going into next month. Yeah, uh, where 
the case could probably be made again. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, for Final Fantasy Seven. Um, and honestly, so- that's been the one that like I've been thinking about most like having a potential to get a 10 out of 10 it's gorgeous oh, and it, it's right. uh it's it, cyberpunk it's maybe see that's another thing i'm worried about is like cyberpunk is who knows uh, I, and i have not know i have not played cyberpunk i have played final fantasy 7 remakes demo and the vertical slice and a different vertical slice the other problem it's I have excellent. is I feel like time is like a big element in figuring out whether something is a true 10 out of 10. The amount of time that you end up playing a game? Like how many times you go back like, to play the game? Replay yeah. value? Well, I think that, replay not value only, is certainly a consideration. It not only like replay a case for that. Not only replay value, but I mean, think about the games that we're naming off here. Like they're games that are like decades old now. Mm-hmm. You know that we see is like pinnacles of the of the medium. You know, I think and, more than anything, and, we're making a case that review scores are stupid. Oh, they no, absolutely hate, are. And the I would only reason we that we do them, scores. yeah, the only reason we do them is Metacritic. Yeah, but yeah. like once you decide <laughs> that we have to score something, we definitely, I definitely, we, we, we got to yeah. have a certain amount of integrity. Take you know, and. And, you know, it's like, you know, and I did try to, David, I trust you as a writer. I trust your taste. But I can't not just, I can't just, like, be like, oh, sure, it's a 10 out of 10. Well, I didn't think you would. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I will light your head on fire, but not because I hate you, but just because I'm, just because I need to. Sure. That's understandable. Because, yeah. I inspire that in people. I yeah I I just I keep coming back to the idea of universal cl- acclaim and I don't know that that exists. If it exists, it's 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 found in Tetris, but Tetris mm-hmm. has that same like it's oh, rare. Rob Rob no, the robot. Nothing about it's Rob rare. the robot is a ten out of ten. Oh come on! <laughs> uh, you mean nothing. That, you mean without his power oh. cable or battery or all robots or, get a ten or out the of 10. or the gyros? I don't know. I like gyromite. Underrated um, game. So I, I, I will not be disappointed at all if this ends up being a nine. I okay, just, cool. Then let's change it. No, I, 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 <laughs> nope, I still maintain that it's a ten. Uh, this could have been so easy. Uh, no, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm just the fact around. that, like, I'll tell you, Final Fantasy VII from previous discussion sounds like it can't be a 10 out of 10 because it's not the full game, which goes back to my point that people that's, expect too much from that's remakes. That's actually what I was going to say, is that the yeah. number one reason Final Fantasy VII Remake is probably not a 10 out of 10 is that I have to buy three games to play the remake. At least RE3 gave us RE3 in one game that cost $60. RE2 I'll was one that, game that cost $60. This is two hundred. This is like $180 investment to play Final Fantasy VII again. Which you already yeah. played. Now, granted, like I said, it looks amazing. Reimagining. And, it could, and yeah. maybe it's a reimagining. Maybe it's not. You're talking about different time. Who knows? But I, I, I think that that is a very good point that will be brought up probably in a couple weeks. Because I know who's reviewing Final Fantasy VII, and that person is almost as big of a fan of that game as you are of the RE series. As Brittany Vincent s- is of Kojima. 
Like it's oh, it's like one of those yeah. things where we we tend to give people who t- are enthusiasts their the reviews of games that they tend to like or that they're going to be able to play a ton of it you know before embargo. Sure, sure. Yeah, someone who's capable of but playing like, games. I think didn't Brittany want to give Death Stranding a ten out of ten? No, uh, no, no, no. Okay, no. Um. Maybe she just, you know, knew it would get shot down. I don't why know. Would, why would it get shot down? I don't know because I'm an evil dictator. Have you tried to drive in that like, game? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Try, try to do anything in that game for 20 minutes and tell me it's a 10 out of 10. It's the most infuriating gameplay. He's trolling. 9 out of 10 just because he's trolling us. But it was a prophecy. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a prophecy. You guys just don't care about logistics as much as Hideo Kojima. I don't I think don't. anyone does. I don't think anyone does. Did but you see the guy right. that built the like the baby carrier? Yeah, for in his China. Kid? Yeah, built, there's someone who he built, built the BB pod. Death Stranding, an yeah. actual BB pod, a real life BB pod for his baby, so he can go out in the COVID nineteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That game pretty was pretty awesome. prescient. <laughs> it, it was. It was. You know what I mean? Like, we're looking back on it now. I'm like, hey, maybe we should give Hideo Kojima a break there. There's some – there's – if you – I'm going back to it one of these days. Maybe on PC. But uh, I'm just thinking, like, ultra-wide with some mods, that game could be kind of amazing. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. there are elements of it that are great. And I and I know that there's a lot. I I just know that RE2 was already so great that they're building upon a great game, right? And I think that's what is impressive here. Where uh, Doom 2016 was great. Doom Eternal built on that. It is not as good as Doom 2016, right? So there's there's times where where companies will do this and it doesn't turn out well. This in this case, it really does sound like it turned out really good. Yeah, uh, it it did. Although I I will say again that like I acknowledge the the chinks in RE2 remakes armor. Mm-hmm. They do not exist in this game. I don't think it has any chinks at all that cannot be. I don't think it has any chinks at all. I think anything it asks of you can be learned and answered. Okay. It's just because I feel like I feel like in your review that there are points where you say there are things that fans of this game are may find frustrating and may not like at all. I think if social and, media has and, taught and us it, anything, it's that not everyone's opinion is valid. That's fair, um, but I think, I but I think, but I think that you, as a fan, are addressing the fans there, and I, I think you're letting them know ahead of time, like there's probably going to be a few things, like that, like this isn't going to satisfy everybody. I don't uh, think but any overall, game can. okay, but a ten out of ten, I mean, that's at least got to cover the entire fan base for Resident Evil, right? Like that's got to satisfy Resident Evil fans, like completely. Would you say at the very least, if it's not going to satisfy every Resident Evil Four is one of the most influential games of all time, but I wouldn't say it's a ten out of ten. 
most Ari fans love it, but there are some diehards who, again, do not like it because it went in a more action-oriented direction. Okay, but like I that mean, game owned. I don't know what they're. Doing. I mean, this it is, did own. But this is about this is about the Resident Evil Three remake and like the problems that like there that you have kind of said that fans might take or might might be disappointed by or fr- or flustered by possibly it's that's tough cuz that's it's so, parts of RE3 that kind of uh, sucked anyway yeah the parts that they cut <laughs> suck <laughs> that's yeah. okay that's, but that's what i'm like but no 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 the, I, I i see what blake is saying yeah um and this was my fault because I, I presented you the review as it was written, so that's on me. But I'm going to what I want to get across, and maybe you can help me workshop this, is that um you may not like these things at first. I questioned them, but as the credits rolled, I said this is better than anything else they have ever done. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But the worm was always dumb. I stand by that. No worm. Uh, A worm. Was it the doctor worm? It had a little doc. Was it the doctor? I don't know what that is. Does he play the drums? No, he doesn't play the drums. Doctor worm? Oh, no, no. It's not doctor worm. No, not doctor worm. Hello, I'm doctor worm. Well, if he was in the game, that'd be an 11 out of 10. This discussion would go completely off the rails. Yeah, Yeah. Um, this has been a super focused Shaq cast. Yeah, what are we doing? Uh, That's we're off brand. I know. I haven't talked uh, about fast food or toilet paper or anything. <laughs> oh, I, t- I did talk about you talked about paper towels. Paper yeah. towels. There's some toilet paper in there too. Can you can you make me some paper towels? No, I have toilet hell no. paper. Hell no. Oh uh, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just well, gonna be in my 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 COVID nineteen bunker here. <laughs> I was going to send you a Doom Eternal print autographed by the team. Aww. The whole team. It's probably riddled just, in COVID-19 anyway. <laughs> I'll, just use it to, I'll just use it to, you know, wash my hands now. Yeah, there you I go. I have no paper towels. <laughs> I mean, I would love that, but... I know you would, covered. and I was going to send it to you. covered in COVID-19 virus, so... Well, I was going to put it in a picture frame or something, you know, to keep all the virus in, and yeah. then... When I got really mad at you, just come over and break it. Okay. Oh, run, just run fly to Ohio when we're allowed to travel again. When travel is, you, you might be the fly. only passenger on the plane. You, you can't you, fly. You, can't you might go, be the only passenger on the plane. That'd be you, worthwhile. You can't go to Shack News Air Galactic headquarters right now, but you can fly to Canton, Ohio. Yes. If that makes any uh-huh. sense, you can fly. But yeah, I let's bail out the airlines. Remember when United Airlines put a dog in the overhead and killed it? <laughs> I, I yeah, remember. I, I remember. Remember that same company. Let, let's give them billions of dollars now because they're horrible at running their business. So, you know, maybe if they just cut back on the avocado toast and the $5 coffee, <laughs> they would have enough right. money to cover everything. So here's a challenge I want to issue each of you because I appreciate this conversation. I think it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to download that demo, Blake, and I don't just want you to play it. I want you to stream it. I want to watch you play it. You want to watch me play it, you sick perv? That's right. Dirty, I'm, go, I'm, going, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Re resistance mastermind. I'm going to be watching you. As you play. Okay. I'll tell you what. I think I've got to stream. The I'm going to help stream late night army tomorrow night. Right, Asif? I don't think so. We're doing a shack tomorrow. 
Oh, oh snap. Well, yeah. then I guess Friday? I'll stream it on Friday, I guess. Friday? We got to get down on Friday. I'll stream it on Friday. Okay. And David, I'll, I'll I'll have you be there for I'll me. I'll be there. I'll, I'll, be, there, I'll be there for you. Friday the oh. 27th. So you this, both this, will stream it? No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. Okay. No. I don't have internet. How am I supposed to stream? I was going to say, internet? why do not it's a miracle stream? That, it's a miracle you and so, I are talking over this the This is internet actually right <laughs> like the most stable web chat I think we've had in Shack News history and maybe Maslin Cable history. Like, I think I feel like if you this know, were Skype or yeah. Hangouts, awesome. it'd be a shit show. I do. Yes. I, could, I, could, I could broadcast your share play over my PS4. Ooh. For what? My for the Resident Evil 3 demo. Why? No because one wants to watch me play Resident Evil. Evil. I'm yeah. terrible at these games. I have to play it. Yeah, and but I you should it. you should play it. You're the You're, editor in chief. Oh. You have to play it. I I'm going to play the game. But my point is <laughs> I, why do I have who, to stream it and you don't? Because you have the capability to do it without me streaming something to you. (laughs) This mindset, uh, I'm afraid this whole argument is flawed. You know, we're throwing out this as a mistrial. It's really Um, about Mario Maker 2. This whole thing thing is about Mario Maker 2 getting Game of the Year last year. I'm telling you. (laughs) No, it's not. This is not. This is all about Mario Maker 2. I loved Mario Maker 2. And yet you chose RE2 for Game of the Year. Yes, I did. And you still lost. Because of Donovan Erskine, Donovan the editor, he's evil. I'm telling. And you. Sam Chandler, if Sam Chandler didn't vote, if if I didn't warm <laughs> Sam Chandler's heart to the Did point where he would vote for Super Mario That's Maker true. Two above Disco Elysium. That's true. Re Two would have won. Is Sam so, not coming on the show abruptly? No, I didn't. I didn't hit him up for this. Do I need to reach up? To, I I'll think reach what out we should right do. Now. Here's my theory because we can actually like. Uh, we can produce this in a way. Yes. What if we let Blake play the game? Ooh. I'll play the game. All right. And then we come back for a shorter chat with Sam, like on Monday or something. Okay. Or oh, that's when the Friday goes up. Or Friday? Friday. Maybe Friday. Yeah. Let's do Friday. 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 So after Blake plays the game on Friday, let's okay. come back. Have like a short chat. We'll try to get Sam here. Reconvene. We'll reconvene. We will reconvene. So this isn't the end of the episode. No one has to go out there and do it for Shack News. But in a couple of days, after I have played the game, what am I? Is this on Steam? Can I download the demo on Steam? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna download the demo on Steam. I'm gonna play it on Steam. Have we gotten PC review keys yet? No, we're still with the console peasants. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm gonna download this demo on Steam, <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, I I just played Half Life in VR, man. This game isn't scary at all to me anymore. I'll be honest with you; nothing is gonna scare me as much as Half Life Alex ever. You also won't have to take a Dramamine before you play Resident Evil Three. I don't have to take a Dramamine before I played. Uh, a, a lot of Shackers have, according to these threads I'm reading. No, they did not. I, and I point. That's why it wasn't a ten out of ten, David. <laughs> I pointed it out. I said they did not revolutionize locomotion in VR. They just mm. said, "Here's the three best practices. You can choose one." None of them are really. To me, I prefer thumbstick locomotion in VR. So that's what I use. I, I don't get sick from that. Yeah. What I pointed out is there's elevation changes in that game all over the place. 
And when you change elevation in VR, but you're still standing in your living room in real life, there's an equilibrium that's set off in your brain that some people get really sick from it. Okay. And that's just the case in all sorts of stuff. There's like flight simulators that cause that. There's It's called simulator sickness. So mm. that's always going to be a problem in VR. I don't think it's fair to just be like, this is a bad game because of that. It's just, no, no, no. It's was, why it's mm. not as accessible as it could be. It's why that there's going to be mods to play that game in flat screen. But that, I that guarantee would, it's yeah. not going to be as good of an experience as playing that game in VR. It was built for VR. I agree. I fully agree. That audio design. Yeah. We're we're gonna be talking about Half Life a lot this year. I, uh, I wanna play it because the thing is I, I feel like I would play it so I I'm in my home office right now and I I'll probably take like my you said you might let me borrow your Vive. Um mm-hmm. I might take my computer out to the living room, but even then, like I don't we have a lot of space in our house, but I don't know that I'm gonna do room scale. I feel like I might play this game sitting. Mm. but i don't know if that's like the ideal i don't know probably not the ideal way no but standing up and playing games has never really done it for me anyway but i'll try it if it's the ideal way to play i would not play that game seated okay it's no there because there's times where it's like you literally have to crouch to get under like into a manhole or something like you you have to like there's a it's wonderful Okay. They, they didn't invent anything, but they created this like perfect package of VR gameplay and storytelling that I don't think people. You know what? There, realize. there are two games that kind of flow into that argument. The first is Super Mario World. Like you could argue that Mario Three invented a lot, and Super Mario World Bert built on that. Mm-hmm. That's a ten out of ten. Uh, the other game that comes to mind is Resident Evil Three Remake, which is also a ten out of ten for building on Resident Evil Two Remake <laughs> and correcting all of its flaws. Thank you, Joseph. Um, I agree with you. Ten out of ten. It's so I'm sorry. Half-life. Did you say something, David? Half-life. <laughs> half-life was a good game. Like you got some Mumra the ever living in you right now. You're just being evil, man. I would then at least have a pet doggo to ride out this coronavirus with. Oh, so right now I just have, I just have sassy cats. They don't. That's sassy one of them. Cats. They don't necessarily <laughs> want to snuggle either. So. No. They want that six feet distance, man. Yeah. Lola. Lola is not, speaking of sassy cats, Lola's not even running. <laughs> Longest nap of all time. If she were awake, she'd be in with you, I well, think. She's just over it, man. I've been working. I've been sitting here so damn much. She's just like, ugh, she's going to be in here all day. She thought, is this what you're going to do today? Is this all you're going to do? Yeah. You're going to sit in your office. You're going to work on, on the your stocks, computer. Working on the stonks, buying and selling. <laughs> I sold stocks today. Some of us need belly rubs, you know. I, she was sitting on my lap for most of the day, but yeah, she, after after dinner time, she was just like, "See ya." This is where like Lola's reality has finally come crashing now because she thought with you home all the time it would be nonstop <laughs> belly rubs, <laughs> but she's time. like, "Oh no, he's still working all the time. What is this? I'm going to bed." <laughs> there's I'm a out. lot of that, but then there's like, I don't know. My dog knows when the stock market closes, so like. <laughs> she does yeah so she's like oh it's four o'clock it's playtime she's like it's like an hour after she eats and she's like okay i took my nap now it's playtime we play for about 15 20 minutes and then she's like okay i'm gonna take another nap man (laughs) one of my cats definitely knows when dinner time is now Mm -hmm. the The email is really loud to remind me 
Lola's belly rubs really peak in the evening. That's where she gets the couch time and all that good stuff. My favorite Lola belly rub is when you're not only rubbing her belly, but she's got the Kong like a cigar, like a mafia member with the cigar. Ah, That's right. Ah. Belly rubs. We're going to get them all. Get them all. We're going to get, we're going to find that van full of people hands. They're going to rub our bellies. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, this isn't the end of the episode. We'll reconvene for more. Uh, to be continued. Just put a little to be continued at the bottom. And then, like, when we come back, we'll be like, previously on Shatcast. Previously on Shatcast. Events occur oh, in real time. Ah. <laughs> 24. Oh. Anybody, anybody see 24 before? Well, if it isn't my That's... evil twin brother, Lavarius. Lavarius. Lavarius more. Lavarius Morse. Lavarius Morse. This is like, I'm the evil brother. I put thumbtacks on people's seats. That is a dick move. Yes, well, I'm Lavarius, so I do that shit. Fuck you. Lavarius the Nefarious. There you go. That's that's for the like little sound clip reel for the previously on chat. Okay, well, I'll be sure to add all this together <laughs> as I always do. I still have to post the last episode we recorded. I began editing it. I got to the first commercial break and then I fell asleep on the couch. And then it's gotta be like the bomb is inside Uh-oh. of the and then an explosion. And then, like, <laughs> now, same bat time, same yeah. bat channel. Hold on, now, the conclusion like... to the Shaq cast. I feel like the Batman show from the 60s was a 10 out of 10. I love that show. Uh... Unironically. That show is funny as hell, dude. The I bat love that. Oh, no, it was very self-aware. And it was great for so many reasons. Eartha Kit. Yeah, Eartha Kit. King Tut. Uh, I don't know where I fall on King Caesar, Tut. Like whether he was a Caesar good Romero. Oh no! Oh whoa! Oh, that's real time shot of Canton, Ohio, right now. Oh, eighteen. There you go. This is for that. Yeah. Uh, previously. Mm-hmm. Previously. <laughs> It'll be like previously on Shackass. Uh, I love it when a plan comes together. It was me in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. With the dinosaur hostage? George Perfard, man. Hannibal. So, yeah. um, This will be a good episode. It should be. So, wait. So, are we going to... Are you going to add the next conversation onto this one? Yes. That's the plan? Okay, I got it. Okay. And then this will be uh, the previously on Shackcast part. Got Dwight it. Schultz. What happened to Dwight Schultz? What didn't uh, happen to Dwight Schultz? His doppelganger, day? Dwight Schrute, uh, took him out. Mr. T. B.A. Paracas. Man, what a B. great B. show. I hope, we, I hope this makes it into the... Are we going to do... Are we going to put video up of this? Yes. Cool. Oh, yeah. That includes 18 can, clips. So people can see my anger, my, my pure rage. Yeah, I think this is... <laughs> And your mustache twirling. Yes, all my twirling. <laughs> is it Blake or is it Lavarius? You don't know. <laughs> oh, God. What was in that water, David? Certainly not any pubes. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop you, recording. You just got laborious. Wait, if I have COVID, I request that Resident Evil 3 gets a 10 out of 10 in my memory. That's my dying wish. Would you deny me my dying wish, Blake? I mean, you wouldn't know. You'd be dead. But you would know, and it would eat away at you. Or Lavarius wouldn't give a shit, but you. Lavarius is going to go in and hack David the Cran- David L. Craddock Memorial 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's too bad, because any other episode, that'd be the title. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but not this, not this one. No. Okay. Well, that could be something we consider for the next part of this episode. <laughs> All right. Maybe this is where we put the ad. This is it. This is the Ooh. break. We'll you don't want to interrupt the here. debate with an ad. So yeah. this, is the, we'll this put, is the break. We'll put two ads right here and then bam. Right back. You know, it. folks, if you like me and you like podcasts, then you need to listen to these podcasts that are on the thing. <laughs> Good one. That's one down. <laughs> There you go. On the Greenlit Podcast Network. Okay, I'm going to stop recording. Hey, Benito. I've been reading the Bible lately, and nobody ever told me how many talking dogs and wizard battles were in this thing. Well, Chris, you know what I always say. If you can understand Star Wars, you can understand the Bible. Apocrypals, part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. They say with age comes wisdom. Well, over here at the Cartridge family, we only have one question. Who are they? Join three imperfect dads as they juggle kids, wives, and jobs while indulging in their favorite hobby, playing video games. The Cartridge Family, a Greenlit Network podcast. Okay. Two giant unopened boxes of toilet paper. I'm sad. Man, I've got a rare first edition unopened Charmin. Charmin. Black Lotus. <laughs> Is it the blue or the red? <laughs> It's uh it's a misprint. Yeah. The misprinted black lotus. Okay, I wanted so, those so badly in eighth grade. Wait, you know, for continuity's sake, this is after a commercial break for another Greenlit Podcast yeah. Network commercial. Uh right. Okay. So thanks to those yep. two podcasts for not really being a sponsor or just being on the same team. The Greenlit You're Podcast delicious. Network team. Thanks for being delicious. So yeah, thanks for being Savory. delicious podcast, savory podcast, free range podcast, podcast, high savory. fructose corn syrup free. Uh, but yeah, there's some really. Bad. I mean, there's some really good podcasts in the network. Like there's uh, Retronauts. There's uh, I love Retronauts. Go Nintendo yeah, podcast. Uh, Kevin Cassidy and his team. Uh, that sounds like a sequel to the Psychonauts game. <laughs> what? Retronauts sounds like a sequel to the Psychonauts it, game. It, it does, kind of. Or maybe a prequel, because retro, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, a prequel. True. Right? Is the word naught like, used to describe uh, exploration or something? Yes. That's yes. true. I'm kind of, of surprised like, no one started a Nintendo podcast called Playing With Power. How's that not? There's the Nintendo Power podcast now. Like, yeah, the official one. But yeah. they don't update it regularly. It's just like after they make an announcement or release a game or something, I think. Mm-hmm. So, to you know, the difference between the first part of this podcast and the second part, besides there being way more people on this call, uh, David's internet quality has deteriorated further. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh he is now Mass being throttled, probably even harder. 
Uh, I think it's it's, yeah. out, it's not even necessarily throttling. It's that their infrastructure is so poor that it's being maxed out. And no, it is. Yeah, totally. Because everyone's at home. Everyone's pulling on the internet at the same time. Everyone's yanking that internet crank. Yeah, I mean, we saw yeah. uh, Sony today. This is this is now Friday the twenty seventh, right? We've we've reconvened after two days, uh, with more more time to give this game. Uh, that we were in the middle of arguing about when we decided to cut it off. Uh, this time Lola's here. See? You see your head down there? Hi, Lola. Yes. Yeah. Hi, uh, Lola. So, sneeze. Hi, Lola. Yes, Lola, do you hear me? She can't hear Why you. Are you no, there? she's. No. She is here. Uh, I also can hear her. headphones on. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely hear Lola. Don't you start, Craig. Don't you start. He called yeah, we'll just... her. Who called the honey boo boo this morning? <laughs> he called all the honey boo boo. I called. I've called her Hans Gruber, <laughs> Count Dooku, right? <laughs> uh, all sorts of bad guy names. Why not? Count Duper. Uh, Count Duper is right there. Yeah, Count Dooku. It's like that whole you know uh-huh. Michael Scott got from Dale uh, Daryl Philbin to Mister Rogers. Yeah. It's a similar path yeah. for Lola nicknames, is all I'm saying. <laughs> but so a lot of them are I've founded used... in, in, in movie villains. So I've used uh, our two days uh, of time off to do some soul searching. And uh, I've given this a lot of thought. And this game is now an 11 out of 10. <laughs> Man. Huh. I'm thinking eight now after playing it. Seven grumples <laughs> yeah. out of eleven. Oh man! After so playing we, it, no, this we... is what I I I, I want to hear the thoughts of people who have played it, particularly Sam, because he's actually spent more than like twenty minutes Sam. with it. I think he's beaten the no, game. No, no, so. no. I'm gonna just ask you straight up, Sam. Okay. Is RE3 a ten out of ten? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Like, that's okay. I'm sorry. It, that's okay. It, 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 it's not. It's not. Unless, like, it's your personal ten out of ten. In mm. which case, sure. Like, you can have that's... personal ten out of tens. But okay, could I ask you this, Sam? Yeah. If if you compared it to every other Resident Evil game ever made, would this be a ten out of ten compared to them? Okay. So the caveat here being, I've not played every <laughs> single Resident Evil game. But you did play okay. last year's RE2 remake. I did. I did play RE2. How would you play... compare these two? I personally preferred RE2. Oh. Because I feel that there's a more focus on the action in RE3 and less of a focus on puzzles and the layered exploring of the world. In terms of the police station in RE2, you very systematically like open it up, like it blossoms as you're exploring it, and you're like, "Oh, I got this key. I can go back over there." And now this area is a little bit more accessible. Whereas there's just a heavier focus on combat in RE3. Hmm. Do you th- do you think that's more the case with Carlos or across the board? Because Jill, I, I wouldn't say that's the case with Jill. Jill's more of like the survival horror character. Whereas Carlos, like you can't even craft ammo. They they give you a lot of ammo for your assault rifle. I I noticed that there was more just in the demo. 
that there was definitely more zombies and the need to shoot them was higher. But the game also provided me a lot of ammo to do it. So I didn't feel like... I never felt like I was short on ammo or anything. But I did feel... And granted, this is only the demo. I did feel similarly that there it was more, uh, I guess Sam's using the term action based. There's the, I I view the term combat based, but there's definitely more combat just right off the bat in the demo than I was used to in RE2. RE2, like there was a lot of like, oh crap, there's that thing. I'm gonna go in this room and get the hell away from it. In at least in what I played, it seemed like one of those scenarios where you're frequently confronted with them. Uh, yeah. but granted, I haven't played the full version. That That is so true. I can I, appreciate that the police station, you're going through narrow corridors. So having one or two zombies makes sense. Whereas in RE3, you're in streets and wider alleys and shopping uh, like areas. So having three, so, four or five zombies makes sense there. But... It just, yeah, I do wind up shooting significantly more than I probably ought to. You definitely, you definitely don't have to. Like, if you look at the playthrough that I did for Greg today, I run out of ammo. You, you tend to be able to stock up on ammo until you get into a boss fight with Nemesis, and then you'll run kind of low for a while. So you're almost not starting from scratch, but you do deplete a lot of resources. Oh, the other yeah. thing is, Sam, I, I haven't seen your playthrough, Sam. Greg mentioned as he was looking through your footage that you weren't using the like explosive barrels or generators. Maybe you were, but those are designed for you to, you know, conserve ammo. So you just, you, you take the risk of luring more zombies close to say a barrel, you shoot it once and then you'll take out like three or four. And then mm-hmm. Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 3, the original game did have more action in it. In fact, Capcom said this remake would because they are trying to stay true to the spirit of the original. There was more action. You know, like I keep bringing up Half-Life Alex during this debate, David, because I gave that a nine out of 10. In like, here's two ways Half Life Alex is better than this game: ladders and explosive barrels. In Half Life Alex, I can grab the explosive barrel with both my hands. Granted, I don't have a gun arm, but I can at least grab it and put it somewhere. In RE, it's like, here's this tunnel. Here you go. Okay, I got I got all twenty of you, or however, probably six at best, around this barrel. Well, it's a resource too, right? That's the whole point is you got to know when to use the barrel, right? Yeah. But I just, so you don't I, just waste it on zombies. And then the auto ladder. I'm going to have to say, that's another one. Of the, I, it's, granted, it's not I, VR. I, You're not meant to be grabbing the ladder over and over. Um, also, you don't have to like physically struggle to load guns. But at least some games you actually go up the ladder. Three. Like you actually are controlling. So, this was very, I don't know. I'm just, if I'm being nitpicky, because you have to be when we're talking about a 10 out of 10 game. I've just, I, there are a couple things where I thought, it, it, and granted, I don't, I've only played the demo where I was like, this is not, I, I didn't see uh, as big of a jump from the previous RE engine game as you were talking about. No, no, no. R, RE2 had auto ladders too. Yeah. Because like, why why hold a button to climb? Why, why do that? Is that fun? No, just go up or down and get it over with. The action and the strategy lies at what's waiting for you above or below the ladder. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, (laughs) all of this, all all of that aside, going back to the talking about how this is a more action-based game, uh, you know, I'll give I'll give this Resident Evil credit for the controls being more approachable, 
but like the 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 shooting mechanics are what totally convinced me this game is not a 10 out of 10 frankly you know if i'm holding a gun down i shoot the zombie once and then i shoot it right away again and it doesn't react and i lose the bullets and i'm locked onto that zombie like that's not like at least that's what it felt like i was experiencing like it felt like there was like i had to like wait for the zombie to react in order to be able to shoot them again and effectively do damage i agree you do shoot i guess you're a little more deliberate with your bullets in an re game but that's kind of always been the case uh when i was playing through it i found myself i i, I don't know from playing re2 remake I found myself shooting the zombies in the legs so they couldn't walk around instead of trying to kill them most of the time, right? I feel like that ends up being like a three-bullet scenario versus what could be more bullets if you're trying to kill them. Uh, I, get, I get what Blake is talking about, though. That's a change that they made. It might have been in RE7, yeah. although I haven't actually played all that, but it was in RE2. It's, it's how the zombies react. They can play possum. Mm-hmm. The general rule of thumb that you find through experimentation is that when a zombie goes still, you wait like three seconds and then you shoot it. And if it doesn't jerk at all, like it's it's dead. But they can play possum now. It's not like the old games, Asif, you might remember where when you see the pool of blood spread under a zombie, then it's dead and you know that it's not going to get back up. Yeah. It's a little tougher now well, to gauge whether or not they're alive or dead. Re- regardless, or, the, the, the gunplay mechanics felt slow and it felt dated to me. That's 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 all I'm going to say. Like if we're talking about like bringing this to now, making this a modern game, that's like a like a like a really good remake, then I think you got to uh, so, you got to so it should up. be it should so it, it should be, be like I should be like I'm just saying I should be able to go blop 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 and if I've got like my gun on the zombie and it's locked on, I should just be able to go blop 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 and it's done instead of blop one two three blop one two three blop one two three you don't have to do that every gun has a different rate of fire i don't understand the complaint at all like i only use the pistol in yeah. the in the demo so you didn't play um, long enough to find the shotgun which is like one street away from where you start i played through the game uh to get the fire hydrant uh like the fire extinguisher like i played the through- hose yeah yeah, yeah, to get the hose, like, and I thought that's what I was supposed to do. If there was other content that I was supposed to discover along the way, like, I that didn't happen. Like, I've so like, that's a puzzle that you solve. That is where the demo is supposed to end, but you can just keep looking around. You missed the shotgun completely. Okay, but like, I found I will... like I found like the the red dot scope in the safe and. Mm-hmm. I found the bolt cutters, like in the donut shop and stuff like that. I just thought that was the all the area there was to explore. Like I explored all those buildings that were opened up once that first fence comes down in the cut sequence. I will say that I am kind of with Blake on this one in terms of the how the gunplay feels. It's Resi does seem to be very. Uh, you need to be very slow and you be very certain with where you're shooting, which I felt that at times was an antithesis to the heavier focus on the combat where I felt slightly more pressured to take more shots. I thought that, uh, yeah, I was struggling at times. Struggling is probably not the right word to use, but it was more 
it's Stevie methodical. King, perhaps? It's just really methodical to me. Yeah, but even still, is that like, bad? methodical <laughs> gameplay is so good. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, like, yeah, it's just slow. But see, here's the thing, like, it kind of has to be, though, because that's that's the game. They tried to make it faster in 6, and everyone hated it, so they went back to the the old-school <laughs> ways. Half-Life Alex has to be slow for because it's in VR, right? The enemies are actually ridiculously slow-moving, but that's it because just, it's No, the design. character Alex is slow-moving. There's no run in Half-Life Alex. You're, you move at one pace. So some of the enemies are pretty quick, but not talking about Half-Life Alex here... What my, I think Blake's point where it where it lands with me is not necessarily the combat, not necessarily the fact that it's a methodical game where you have to plot out what you're gonna do. It's the enemy AI is kind of wonky. Now, granted, I was playing a demo, but Sam, would you have you run into any points in the game uh, that you would consider weird or? Um, in terms of the zombie AI, not necessarily weird. They do tend to um, lurch about quite a bit, making it difficult to land shots. Um, so, yeah, you do have to be more deliberate with your aiming. Yeah, I mean, that's just part that, of the game. That is... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I'm, just me, saying, like, me explain, I'm just saying, like... Ex- no, 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 no. Let me explain what? that a bit. Let me Wait. explain that a bit. The AI... <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The can AI I, for I the zombie... No, he... You he cannot... He, he, the, yeah, let David talk. Yeah, the oh. the AI for the zombie is so. This has been the thing since RE4, actually. It's the, there's a, like a director. Yeah, there's a director yeah. like in Left 4 Dead kind of where as you as you land more shots, the zombies intentionally lurch more to make them harder to hit. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah, that's I what I was say. saying. That like that what I was saying wasn't the wonky AI, but that is just it just part felt of the like. It just felt like to me like I was like shooting something in a old PlayStation game or something like that. It felt dated. It felt like that didn't come to the future along with all of the visuals and control aspects of the game. I do appreciate the controls and being in a Resident Evil game being like modernized and yeah, yeah. rational. Though uh, I did appreciate that, like I was able to pick it up and play it, and that's the first time I've ever been able to do that with a Resident Evil game. So that was somewhere I'll give it credit for. It didn't look horrible. I don't think it's like... Didn't look horrible? Oh my God, come on. Hold on a second. Like, let's just be real. I played this shit on my ultra wide today. Gorgeous. This game's like one of the best looking games on PC. If we're going to complain about it, it's not the graphics. It doesn't just look okay. So is RE2. I'm not complaining about the graphics. RE2 won best graphics from Shaq News last year. It's like I'm not. Some... I'm not complaining about the graphics. Like you said, it looked uh, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not. This it, game it looks looks nearly ex- okay. <laughs> the one disappointing thing about the graphics, I will say this, is that there was no hamburger at the beginning. So the, <laughs> there's a pizza, though. Yeah, no cheeseburger. There was a pizza. <laughs> a a pizza. Yeah. Oh, Does that mean it won't imagine... repeat for best cheeseburger? <laughs> no, no the best cheeseburger this year. Ozzy, we'll find a different one. We should say hi to Ozzy. Ozzy yeah. came in. We haven't we said hi to anyone really, but they've been <laughs> like, true. yeah. So okay. this is. I mean, you got to hit the ground running, you know. This is halfway into the podcast. Yeah, Ozzy's here now. He, he he's our senior editor, senior editor. He's out in L.A. or Long Beach in his house. 
right? You're safe. Sa- safely distant. I got my, I got my walls boarded up. You know, okay, it's like, good stuff. it's like rainbow six, you know, you just board, you just board up your walls right before, uh, right before everything like begins. three of them though. And then, yeah. We've been talking <laughs> to Sam Chandler, our guides editor, uh, in Australia. He calls Resident Evil Resi. Yeah. Resi. Is that a lot of fans? Resi? Yeah. I think it's just, it's adorable. It's an uh, Australian We have uh, Greg here reading something on the internet while hanging out with us. I, no, I don't really same. know. He's just kind of listening and, and browsing Amazon for toilet paper. Uh, but thanks, Greg. <laughs> You're ahead of video. You, you've been watching a lot of the gameplay of this game. So I think that's where you kind of... An understatement. I've seen like the whole game you've almost seen the whole twice. Game. Yeah, basically. So Up, up until like uh, the... Up to... Your number four play, David. The last you liked RE2 quite a bit, right, Greg? Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. And then, so you got David and Blake here back from the beginning of this episode. This, it's like a, what are we, is it like a double wide shack cast? Like, what are we calling this? It's, it's, a, it's the a double ultimate shack cast. It's a double decker shack cast. It's a double decker shack cast. Uh, yeah, this is a lumberjack match where like Blake and I are facing off, and if one of if we go out of the ring, the other guys have to throw us back in. Okay, you know? okay, yeah. so yeah, so but basically, you know, the the question is still we all know what the question is here. Yeah, yeah. is Resident Evil Three remake a ten out of ten? And so far, it's looking. I'm not convinced after playing it. That's the Asa, if it doesn't sound like you're convinced either. I'm not. And Sam's not convinced for sure. Yeah, Craig. no, I, I like, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, Sam, go ahead. I just wanted to talk to the uh, graphics and animation just a little bit. I'm not too sure mm-hmm. if, David, that you've seen it, but um, I did note that when the zombies are too far away, the animation gets replaced with a um, choppier, low frame rate version. So even yeah. if it is a physical yeah. zombie that you can shoot in the streets, if you're, oh, I don't know feet, but if you're like 12, 15 feet away from them, um, yeah, they start to look a little bit framey, mm, which I thought yeah. that if there is just one zombie on screen, come on, come on. That, no, that happened. That was in RE2 and 7. It, I think it's a question of, of rendering. Um, okay. What happens, it's not so much replaced, but I know what you meant. Their, their animations are halved. It's weird, and I know this might sound like rationalization, but it's not. I think it looks kind of <laughs> silly too, and I, 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 know I do think that they should like maybe make an effort to like render one or two rather than have them. I think it has kind of like a creepy, creepy kind of effect. I think it kind of uh, gels with the, the atmosphere. It's unintentional, obviously, um, and totally subjective. But I kind of, I kind of like it. But the important thing is that you can, you can still right hit now. them. I do want to bring up one terrible review in Shaq News history, Breath of the Wild, where the draw distance in <sighs> the game and the frame rate in the Lost Woods were the reason that it was a 9 out of 10. This sounds kind of yeah. similar, David. So there's precedent, you're saying. Awesome. That's horrible, well, stupid precedent. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Awesome. I've heard we've you say we've said that that times, shouldn't be the basis for that review. So. I've heard Austin say multiple times that if he were to review it, it would have been a ten out of ten. That's a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, right. So like it's well, so this this but this boils down to then is like the subject's viewpoint on the game who's reviewing it. Right. That's the, the whole point. Because like yeah, Jason I will is say nine this. out of ten. I think Disco Elysium ten out of ten. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't even, Sam, when you reviewed it, you didn't even pitch that to us. No, no, because I knew that, like, you thought Dikembe Mutombo was going to swat you down. Ozzy, you've been here since we, like, you know, since we instituted review scores, right? I so, have. It, it, from the very beginning, even back before we didn't review games at all, because we used to let the text speak for itself. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think of, about a 10 out of 10 at Shack News? And it's it's possibility. If I, I'm with every year. I'm starting to think that it's more and more possible, but you know, yeah. I don't think we're quite there yet. Uh, can I piggyback on that, Asif? Yeah, uh, Ozzy, do you think a ten out of ten means perfect? I used to, but uh, I'm more in line with what uh, the late Andrew Yoon used to think a ten out of ten was, and it's a. Uh, basically genre changing like it's basically game changing like it changes the way we think of games like mm-hmm. if i would have give, made a case for a 10 out of 10 anywhere i mean based on osis review i might have said half-life alex mm-hmm. maybe what would it would have been like 10 out of 10 because that's going to change the way people think of vr but or and i would i would have if he had made the convincing argument for breath of the wild i would have said the same thing because i think Breath of the Wild changes the way we talk about like a lot of games as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I could have gotten on board with both of those. You know what game retrospect, like in retrospect that I look at and I'm like, we didn't give it as high of a score as we could have. And you actually reviewed it. Rocket League. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, that's <laughs> not my proudest moment. I gave Rocket like, League an eight. Yeah. Like, and I in look hindsight, back and like, like, that's not an eight. How is Rocket League not a 10? That game's like, it might be perfect. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's like, it's a game that I look back on now, where I'm like, damn. And yeah, I no, think I kind of, I kind of messed up on that one. I think See, these games, when you line them up that's... next to RE3, there's not really. I think RE2, David, is more. Or I think RE7 was the beginning of that. RE2 was really this combination of the engine and the story coming yeah. together. RE3 yeah. was you this, saw the like, start of something good with RE7. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like RE3 is like this refinement, but it's not nearly as holy crap to me as RE2 was when I played that last year. But I think that's I think that's one point against it, I would say. So, and that's not I the think, fault um, of RE3. Go ahead, let Blake jump in here. So I think one of the things that all 10 out of 10s have in common are is we've had time to really think about them a long time, you know, like, like Ozzy gave rocket league an eight. And now he's like, Oh, well, today I'd give it a 10. And that's because it's stood the test of time. It's improved. And like, it's still around, you know, uh, hasn't this been the what same reason? I'm sorry. But I'm, hasn't this been what Ozzy has been pitching with the 10 out of 10 club? Yeah. We've talked about like retrospective 10 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's the way to give them. If we're going to give them out is be like, look, this game has proven like above and it's gone above and beyond. Like, it's so hard to say like this new game that like we've only been given the short amount of time with is like truly worthy of something like that in general i think that's a hard thing to say no matter what you're playing you know uh whether it's a triple a game or it's like an indie title that you just picked up 
But over time, you know, history kind of decides what a 10 out of 10 is. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think, I think Blake, you were also said something similar the other night uh, to, to what Ozzy said, where, you know, a 10 out of 10 should be genre changing. Um, it's, I think that the, like the subtext there is, is revolutionary or, or innovative. And I think where I come from, I'm, I'm the weird guy. Like Sam can attest to this. I love dark souls too. Nobody else loves that game. But, um, uh, to me, like, I think iteration is often overlooked. I, I loved RE2 remake and I, I would not have given that a 10. I would not have, like, this no. conversation would have happened with RE2 last year. But when I look at what I really like about RE3, you know, replay, replay value is so essential to RE games. It has been since the beginning, right? Like you beat the game the first time, but then Capcom, like they, they, they sneak in infinite ammo weapons that you can only unlock if you beat the game in, in like, you know, an hour or an hour and a half and you only save X amount of times. I look at RE2, both the original and the remake, and especially the remake, actually, the B scenarios were not nearly as distinctive to me. RE3, I think what I enjoy most about it, besides Nemesis, so I think is like a step up over Mr. X in every way, is the replay value in that game is just incredible. I, I think that's an, er an area, I don't want to put words in Sam's mouth, but he hasn't really gotten to experience that yet. But I I've played this game, I'm on my fifth uh, replay now. And even though the campaign is the same, the additional modes of, of Nightmare and then Hell, where they remix enemy and item locations, um, and you earn points through completing in-game challenges to buy your infinite ammo weapons or your artifacts that like boost your damage or health regen. I'm having so much fun replaying this game more than I'm having replaying any other Resident Evil game or, or any game. Replay value has always been important to me since I was a kid. You know, I only got new video games for Christmas and my birthday. So I replayed games a lot because I kind of had to, I, I would wring every last drop of, of entertainment value out of them. And so I, I put replay value above almost anything else for me and this game's replay value is is just tremendous i mean in that respect um re2 does not hold a candle to this game no other resident evil except maybe five where you can like upgrade all your guns and unlock infinite ammo versions of every single gun um does replay value better the only strike against resident evil 5 is that it's fucking terrible in every other way um but yeah, that's just kind of the point I wanted to make. I, I am uh, I think everyone's made good points and we can continue the discussion. I'm willing to concede the ten because I think everyone's made good points. I just wanted to to kind of get more into the replay value and why I think that's that's so important to me and I think important to the genre. I don't think RE three will be genre changing or genre defining, but I do think that if RE two um RE one kind of started survival horror. As, as Capcom termed it, RE2 elevated it. The original RE3 was a step back. This is a step forward beyond any other, anything else they have ever done with this franchise or in survival horror that I've seen. Unless you go to the other extreme for games like Amnesia or PT where you, you know, you're not meant to fight back at all. Um, but that's, you know, that I've, I've kind of said my piece, so I'll well, see the floor. I can I can chime in here. It's too. It's that like David and including me. Like we have uh, we've played the original games. So like the games, mm -hmm. so that it's going to resonate bigger with us. But at the same time, I think I that's mean, very true. Sam I, has never played three. Have you played three, Sam? 
No, it's, yeah, I have not. Yeah, so he's not going to have nearly the amount of like appreciation for it as like someone who's well, played the. Donovan games. loved RE2 last year, and he never played the original. So yeah, I, kind of I like will say opposite. I hope we can put a pin in that idea when we come back to this conversation for Final Fantasy in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm to oh man. Yes, I'm just elated about that. Oh, We're probably going to so, record this exact I mean, same podcast with Greg. <laughs> well, I don't, let, I mean, let I me play, just let I me jump in one more. I played the demo, and the demo seems good. It seems a little too easy, but like, well, I don't know. I have to play the whole game. The demo is fifty minutes of what I'm told and read is a fifty-hour game. So I'm I'm glad that Greg brought this up, though, because there's an interesting spectrum that we can analyze here. Like Greg and I loved the original Resident Evil games, or at least we played them. Sam hasn't. Donovan hasn't. Asif, you you've played the originals as well. Yes. Again, as I stated the other day, I did not really care for the original RE3. This is this is less, and I get into this in the written review. RE2 remake was a remake. This is more of an imagining. I like this game in large part because it cuts like seventy percent of the original RE3. It it is so much better in every way. I did not really like that original game. Um, whereas you know, in <laughs> that's RE2, such a, I mean, that's I'm, such an interesting logical argument. It is like this remake is so good because it's nothing like the other game. <laughs> It, well, it sounds like they've the cut thing, a lot of right? the fat. They have, yeah, they have. Like, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, just, like a lot of. Uh, oh, I go ahead, Blake. I don't know. I mean, I've okay. Well, you know, I feel like we've talked about. We've already like talked about this stuff and discussed it, and maybe, and I'm like hoping that's the case because I've also read your review like no, several like, here's, times. Here's here's the other. Now, so I'm like not sure if it's something we've talked about. We, we did talk about it, but I I feel but, like the removal of. Like, here's an example. Like when I was remaking Briefcase Level Five, there was a section of the level that I couldn't do because the hit detection was different in Super Mario Maker Two, Game of the Year last year, and Super Mario Maker One on a Wii U that no one gave a crap about. Right. Uh, so what did I do? I remade it. I did something different in that place. I think just trunk, like just kind of truncating a story and removing it, or cutting something out and kind of removing it is lame. Like that. There could have, from a storytelling perspective, there could have been something else there instead of just removing it. Don't you think that's oh, like... Oh, a- oh, oh. I, I, I'm, tra- I'm talking more in terms of gameplay. The story beats, just as they were last year with RE2, the story beats are largely the same as in I'm RE3. I'm talking about that boss they, battle. They are much better realized. Yeah, why didn't they just make the boss battle better? I think is what Austin oh. was saying. Because why? Th- this is the whole thing, right? Why do you Nemesis have to stand on tradition and ceremony? Yeah, Nemesis I mean, is the boss. This this is Jill's and Nemesis's story. The other boss just got in the way. Remakes to me are an opportunity to correct what you did wrong before. They don't have to be a polygon by polygon recreation. That's a remaster. If you want to remaster something, you have that option. But a remake is an op- opportunity. Look, Final Fantasy VII remake. Did that have real time combat? No, it had a bunch of bullshit, turn-based, arbitrary encounters like every other JRPG in the 90s, which is why it was honestly pretty terrible and why I'm actually interested in playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Greg, did you think the original Final Fantasy VII was terrible? No. Greg hates everything. But at the same time, though, like (laughs) I went back and I played it on the switch and it does the game doesn't hold up well like no it, of course it doesn't but yeah but for I, 97 I the no. idea of something like random combat like random encounters like that stuff doesn't age well like that's yeah. that doesn't no, hold up anymore no 
Even I mean, Pokemon that's the thing about JRPGs from back in the 90s. Like, on the game box, they'd say, 90 hours of gameplay. Let's be real. 70 of that is grinding because you can't beat the current <laughs> boss to get to the next area. Mm-hmm. But let's be real, you know? Um, I view, like, my, I don't know, again, anecdotal, but my wife, Amy, loves JRPGs. She couldn't play Final Fantasy VII back in the day. She doesn't like turn-based. She's interested in the remake because you have the option to do real time. I don't think that you have to stand on tradition and do everything that an original game did if you feel that it doesn't fit. And I think RE3 Remake is a much well, tighter game than the original. If that's the case, they should have improved the gunplay, I feel. David, can, I, you, can you talk uh, to they did. the effect of like the story? A bit because I I I didn't find the story that compelling in RE three. I kind of felt that I knew what was coming along the path. Did you play the first yeah, one, sure. Sam, or the remake of the first one on the GameCube? The, the, I've never played RE three before in my life. We what just established the, that a few minutes ago. Well, no, what about the first, no, 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 he, he, the first one? The first one the remake, remake of the first oh, one? one. I've I've played seven. The remake of two, yeah. and now the remake of three. Okay, so yeah, then again, that's another interesting thing because he's not attached to Joe Valentine whatsoever. Yep. It's the exactly. first time he's ever seen this character. Yep. No, so I can speak to that. Um, to me, as a writer, a novelist, I, re- I really get into this. Character and plot are two different things. Plot is a dirty word. Yes, the, the story in Resident Evil games is predictable. Forget about that. I get into this in the written review. I really liked the character development of Jill and Carlos individually and Jill and Carlos building this, they started out as mutual kind of distrust, which built up to trust, which built up to respect. And I thought that arc um, was satisfying for me. It wasn't really there in the original game. I did like, I did like their relationship and where that went. Um, but I did, yeah, the, the actual overarching story of what was going on. I was like, this feels, it felt very similar. And I was able to anticipate sure. what was happening. Um, I, I think, guess maybe um, I was expecting, I don't know. I don't, not every story needs a twist, but I thought there was going to be some unveiling. Where I was like, oh, oh, damn. I didn't realize that was well, the case. We have like Nikolai's kind of a unveiling a little bit. Nikolai, I mean, Nikolai does some new stuff. Uh, go ahead, Sam. I mean, Nikolai, like, the first time you meet him, it's, he's not a nice dude. He's an asshole. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so they um, had an opportunity there to really subvert what I was expecting him to do, but I felt like it just kind of went with what I anticipated he, would occur. If you want to, this is a, this is, I'm glad you brought this up because this is a fascinating conversation. If you want to get into, like, archetypes, if you look at Mikhail, Mikhail was kind of like Carlos's shoulder angel. Nikolai was the shoulder devil. Carlos could have gone one of two ways there. In fact, so could Jill, because Nikolai's whole thing is you don't have the guts to pull the trigger. You, you're, not, you're not a survivor. You won't do what needs to be done. Carlos, one, one, I think one advantage that the RE engine brings is that look in his eyes when he realizes that the company he works for are the bad guys, I thought was really cool. Instantly, he loses all respect for basically all of his teammates except for Tyrell, who is actually a good dude, too. In fact, this is just me. I wasn't really sure for a little while which direction Tyrell leaned, and I kind of liked that they made him ambiguous. I thought he was like, Tyrell, you go into Umbrella, he says the vaccine's this way. I almost thought he might be like a Nikolai Jr. and that maybe he's going to turn on Jill, but he actually ends up being a, a pretty good dude. But, that, you know, that's subjective. That's just me. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. He, he was Tyro was very cool. I like I like his uh, character. It's interesting too, Sam, because in like for example, I use the original RE two, not the remake. Like finding out that like Sherry was William's daughter, it was like a big deal, and you didn't really put that together right away. It took a lot longer. They did it a lot faster in the remake, but in the original one, it took you like you had to go through seventy percent of the game before you figured that out. Same thing goes for like Ada betraying you. Like that was a big end twist. Like. You had a suspicion, and if you followed the, yeah, if you had the, if you followed the notes of the journals from the first Resident Evil, like the first first one, it mentions one of the researchers having a girlfriend named Ada, but like you don't put it together until the very end. So they did have those twists in the original games, um, but it was just a lot since the original games were so much longer in terms of scope because they had to be they were slower and had more puzzles and that kind of stuff, more lots of back and forth. I've had to watch the whole David I had to watch the whole let's play of a. Uh, re3 to pull clips from and when you're scrolling through that at 10 times speed and all joe's doing is going back and forth back and forth back and forth because that's what you did in those games you just you got a key went over yeah. here got another key went back and that's not necessarily think, bad um, it's just old game design is all this is just me i i just wanted to throw in because i think sam brings up some good points i as a resident evil fan i've always appreciated the 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 stories for being the the dumb but fun b-movie schlock that they are you know like kind of like fast food but Capcom, to me, actually deserves a bit of a kudos because I think the storytelling in the last two games, two and three, has been a lot of fun. Like, William Birkin, the first time he appears when you play as Claire, he has to, like, physically stop himself from attacking Sherry because he's trying not to kill his daughter, but this monster's taking over him. In fact, the reason he kills Mr. X in Claire's campaign, that's, like, his last act of humanity. Like, Mr. X is threatening Sherry... This guy's after my kid. I'm going to kill him. But after that, he's gone. Like, the, the human is gone. The monster is all that's left. The, the storytelling in these games is actually, like, improved by leaps and bounds. Granted, you know, it had nowhere to go but up. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, again, in 3, Sam, just for me, plot aside, it is predictable. But I thought the character development was really well done in, in 3. I think yeah, you also I'll, need to... I'll agree with you on that one there, David. I think you also need to take into account that you're... When you look at a game, when I look at a game, when I review it, I try to look at like, what is, what does the game do? What is the game trying to do? And does it do it well? And like you said, like, I know the complaint for Resident Evil was that it's relatively slow, but Sam, I've, I watched you like get, a, get hit by zombies multiple times and like get slaughtered by, uh, <laughs> by Nemesis. Cause like, you just couldn't react fast enough. If the game was any faster, I think it would be actually a bad game because you wouldn't have time to react to anything you just get like chomped on consistently yeah, and stuff in resident evil you are supposed to be weaker than literally everything else you know yeah yeah but like it's, if it's the not game, weak it's yeah i mean if david if the, if the game did what it set out to do is it a survival horror game yes does it improve upon the last sequel yes like has everything's it sounds like everything like david said everything's been improved from re2 and if it's a good game and yeah. by the looks of it from david's reviews i didn't see any bugs any glitches or anything like mechanically wrong with it like and that's pretty good also posted that, wrong. that clip i also posted that clip and you know what that might not have been from the demo like maybe that can happen all my point was i played it like t a little over 20 hours now and i've never seen anything like that but i i guess my main point was that like we talk a lot about to ozzy's point which i i loved his definition of what a 10 out of 10 is and i agree completely but i think oftentimes genre defining too often is synonymous with revolutionary, whereas I'm someone who actually uh, values 
iteration more. Um, it's really hard to come up with a new idea, let alone execute on it. I think it can be even harder to take what really worked. Last year's RE2 remake is already beloved. It, it outsold RE7 in like two weeks. Um, but to me, they improved on a lot of it. Now, you know, the, the fluctuation between action and survival horror, I think a lot of that can be subjective too. Like, you know, as, as Sam, as you mentioned, the environments overall in RE3 Remake are, are much bigger, like the streets. Like, you can shoot a lot of zombies, but you don't actually have to. You can get around them. You can use the explosive barrels. Um, yeah. There are actually more options in terms of... Like, to me, that's what survival horror breaks down to. Every moment, every step you take is a choice, and every decision you make has consequences for better or worse. Um, because it's much more open, like, they, they kind of should throw more zombies at you because you have more ways to deal with them or not deal with them and uh either option has pros and cons i mean i'm in nightmare mode right now in the beginning in the first area i got chased down the street by like a pack of 10 and there's no way you can kill all of them i'm, I'm, I'm no exaggeration it's it's called nightmare mode for a reason i can only imagine what hell mode the, the highest difficulty is like but like that was the game's way of telling you like you cannot win here do not bother shooting run and find a way around them and i i like that I like that a lot. And also, mm. if you look at, like, like Resident Evil 3 has a lot of really nice biomes and surprisingly a lot of color. The one thing I hated about 7 is that the whole game looked like one palette of, like, yellow slosh. Even even so, RE2 Remake was kind of, like, washed out in comparison. Yeah. Like, this, this game really pops. This is a good-looking game. Yeah, everything in Resident Evil 2 is very dark and, like, grimy and, like, I liked of, that. like, gray. I actually enjoyed uh, the dark and grimy police department i did oh, too no, that's not, that'd be it, wrong fit, with that. it fit the environment it fit the environment perfectly but there are little touches off awesome. i'll have to show you this so so sam you know the first boss fight of nemesis where you fight him like at the, at the top of that construction site yes sir and it, it burns yeah after you leave that construction <laughs> site if if you stand there and look up at the construction site the fire actually spreads and you'll see mm. more smoke building like the fire yeah. eats that building if you just stand there and watch it which is kind of a cool little touch i thought yeah, there's a nice touch into detail in like the environmental storytelling. Um, so just speaking to Resident Evil 2, one of the things I appreciated most from it was the police station sections where I was in there discovering mm -hmm. things and working around. Um, so that shift in Resi 3 to having, uh, what was it? it Maybe four or four or five different locations with a, uh, a less focus on getting this item than going over here and figuring out this puzzle didn't gel with how I like to play resis and what I appreciate sure. in them, um, which is sure. why for me, it's not pers a personal 10. Um, Cause I do like those, those things. I thought that more puzzles would have, I would have enjoyed that more. The consensus, the consensus that I'm hearing seems to be, this is an excellent game, this, uh, but it doesn't sound like it's going to make the, it's not going to make the, uh, or we're not taking the plunge into ten out of ten uh, territory with it, though. I, I'm thinking, but like, yeah. but like, why though? Is that just because we have a consensus of like it's a good game, but it's not amazing, and we all don't love it? Is that the the like? I'm just trying to think of like why exactly. I, we're... I don't think enough people agree that it is a ten out of ten. Uh, from just like taking into consideration, like talking, we've all taken a, an opportunity to play it. I have my own reasons for not like thinking the game is a 10 out of 10 before and after playing it just based off of what I've like read in David's review 
in both the drafts uh, that he sent me and playing it myself, speaking to Sam, who's played it himself, speaking to Asif, who has also played the demo, uh, talking to Ozzy, who is just, uh, I don't think he, yeah, just to, just here is unbiased, <laughs> unbiased moderator. Um, and then, yeah, and then there's Burkleton, and it's just like, who cares how you think or feel? But I, I feel like <laughs> no. I feel like the two people who've played the game, though, like one has been a lifelong like fan of it, and the other one is like basically just playing it. Like I feel like I that's... think that's irrelevant when you're talking about a game. You're talking about the game. Yeah, like, I asked, both played I the asked game. Sam a very simple question. And I asked Ozzy a simple question, and I think between their answers and how I personally feel about my playthrough of the demo and Blake's personal playthrough, and the fact that David is an RE super fan, and then of oh, course no. he would want to give this game a 10 out of 10. No, no, see, that's that's honestly, and I'm not upset here, but that's honestly uh, why I even hesitated to like bring this to, to Asif and Blake in the first place, yes. because I don't think that's fair. To be I honest, uh, I, I did not, I did not really care for RE3, and I said last year if I had reviewed RE2 remake, I would not have given it a ten. And honestly, everyone on the um, staff, Ozzy, how long have I been like hyped for Resident Evil 2 remake? How long did I just like? I would, <laughs> oh my god, you're <laughs> going on and on about railroad on conversations to talk about. Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I'm the glad that our, this game uh, that I like it that much means a lot. What's that? Anyone who watched us on Twitch back in December during our Game of the Year stream, they remember how excited you were about Resident Evil 2 and getting yeah. to show us all why awesome. you love it so much. I've been told you numerous times that I expected this game for me to be like a 7 or 8. I expected it to be more of the same. The fact yeah, that you were not you from were not me, I think, it, I think is significant. Yeah, no, you were I, not yeah. jazzed about it when they announced this. When they announced that they were no. remaking three, you were not—you were not all that excited. I was like, "Well, Nemesis is a neat character. Uh, otherwise, fine." You know, <laughs> I think well, it's—I yeah. I think it's no, comparable no, seriously, to like seriously. It's like going into an Avenger. Like it's like it's basically like if what if you've never seen any of the MCU movies ever, and then you all of a sudden go to see any game, you're gonna be like, "Okay, like it was—it was all right." Like you know what I mean? Because you don't have any of that connection with any of the development of the characters, where they're from, what they do, you know, who they are. Like, you're going to have, like, a really crummy or lackluster experience compared to someone who's watched all of them. Well, to that end, Greg, I do want to say, yeah, I don't want want to leave here with David thinking I didn't enjoy Resi 3. Because I I really enjoyed my time with Resi 3. Like, Uh I am looking forward to that replay value that he's spoken to. And I've seen a little bit of it in my next playthrough. I think that's and, a fantastic quality of it. And yeah, for a lot of people, the greater focus on the combat is going to add a lot more tension with how they decide how to manage their ammunition and how they interact with the different scenarios and the envi- the shifting environments is way better. And again, I'm so thankful you don't spend hours in the sewer. <laughs> so that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, exactly, exactly. Um. And, like, this is, I'm not, like, it's not like I'm mad at David for giving this game a 10 out of 10 or anything like that. I think this is a good conversation to have um, from time to time in general. Like, something's going to get out of 10 out of 10 maybe someday eventually. But, like, yeah, we're, it's, it needs, I feel like it needs to be scrutinized because I feel like, I don't know, a 10 out of, it's, 
it's just one of those things. It's too rare of a gem, like a true yeah. 10 out of 10. But that day is coming. I feel more. I feel more confident about that than I ever have before. That it's going to come with yeah. either Final Fantasy. It's going to come with Cyberpunk. It could be with something that we don't even know about yet. But it's coming. Oh, yeah. If you but, don't I mean, have I mean, every game. <laughs> every game has that potential, right? Any game that we have say... hasn't made the market yet has that potential to do it. It's just gonna like. It'll, I think we we'll all, all got to be on board. We're all yeah, going to we'll, know it when it happens. Yes. We're all going to get in here happens. and go, I, I really, I think it would, if we have a conversation like this when we're about to give a 10 out of 10 to a game and there are multiple people who have played it, I'd like to believe that it would be unanimous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's, well, like, it, it that's a good subjective. thing to add to the definition. Is, <laughs> it's got to be unanimous. I, uh, I here's the thing. I think it could be unanimous. Like Asif, I would have given Breath of the Wild a ten as well, mm-hmm. but I think we might have maybe nitpicked different um, cons. Like I hated the Divine Beasts. I thought they were terrible. I thought they were boring as hell. Worst mm-hmm. part of that game. But I still would have given it a ten. So it can be unanimous, but we might come to the table with like different pros and cons that how we arrived to that verdict. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's like also different people reviewing the game. I mean, for David, maybe it really is a 10 out of 10. So why, why is, it's all opened up in a broader spectrum. So why can't David give it a 10 out of 10 if it really is a 10 out of 10 to him subjectively? Because that's what reviews are, right? They're subjective takes on games. You're just here to cause problems, Greg. I'm here. I'm you're just, just you're just here. Like, you're like, I'm going to just browse Amazon and cause problems. I'm not browsing. Well, I can't. Why can't people just post whatever they want on Shack News whenever? No, it's all. Want. No, it's all I'm saying is that well, like if, if reviews truly are subjective. <laughs> this then... is the problem because Greg is coming in halfway through this podcast. The problem is, Greg, we post this game to ten out of ten. Wickus replies with, "So here's a list of games that this is we're better than, and it's every nine out of 10. I... And then, the and then like, I think we need to brace ourselves for that whenever and that. And then day it's comes. like you said, yeah. Austin, yeah. It's like, you said it's like almost two different people reviewed the game. Yes, it was a perfect different comeback. People review games, and it, it's almost like review scores are stupid to begin with. And the only reason <laughs> we do it uh, is Metacritic. But there's um, also integrity to it. There's integrity to giving something a ten out of ten. Like, even if we give a game a 10 out of 10 and someone else wants to give the next game a 10 out of 10, like, it's going to be scrutinized just as much as that first exactly. game. Exactly. And, I, you know, the closest I've been to giving a 10 out of 10 recently was Tetris Effect. Um, I think that game was damn near perfect. Uh, but, you know, it didn't have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's a Tetris game that doesn't have multiplayer. It's like, you know what? Yeah, That's... yeah but, like... If it wasn't designed to have multiplayer, why do we fault it for that? If that yeah, makes sense. Because it's about the awesome. perfect game. It's about finding Super Mario World. It's about finding Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or 1 <laughs> or 3 or Star Fox 64, which David says isn't a 10 no, out of 10. It, that is not a 10 out of 10. Too short and you can't save. Not a 10 out well, of 10. Nine that's out of 10 clearly someone who hasn't beaten it on the tough path. <laughs> you haven't got that good awesome. ending in Star Fox 64 and it look, shows. Look at it. <laughs> Get look at it. Star it's, Fox a, it's a 9. <laughs> it's, the it's the a good nine ending in that is worth, okay. is worth the pain he has to get it. You know, guys, I and you know I'm going to take something back here. I think there are 10 out of 10s on shacknews.com, and I think it's all of you guys. Aww. Yeah. You know, I think you guys are the real 10 out of 10. 
I think this is the You're peak of the Resident ten. Evil remakes, though. Like, this is the peak of that. Like, Asif will even contest that. And Asif, David I, will even contest that, like, back in the 90s. Make, I don't know. There are going to be people that are super soaked for a remake of 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that time comes. But, like, 4 like... is the current game, though. That's the problem. <laughs> like, it's the same mechanics and, like, all the stuff that they think. Hold on. They're aware of that. And I'm sure they're going to think of some really cool way to remake it. Well, Blake yeah, won't like it away. because the pistol fires too slowly. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll maybe they'll make it fun. I don't know. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Resident Evil Four. I Resident Evil Four. We'll have wow. to wait and see if they make a, a fun Resident Evil game. Oh, I'm you broke, late. David. You, you you did it, <laughs> yeah. Blake. Good job. I don't, Man, I I don't just love it. You know what? To I think 7. RE Four is probably the best Resident Evil game ever. So, if they remake RE Four, uh, it'll probably be the best. It RE4. was. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be the opposite problem they have because with RE3, they remade what a mediocre RE game. With RE, with RE4, they have the challenge of remaking the best one in the series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the... That was, I think they're going to wait. Approach that. I feel like they're going to wait. They're going to do RE8 next and then when the next generation of consoles has a couple of units out there, then they'll do an RE4 remake. A Code Veronica remake, right, David? You that's know what? They, they run... They run the same risk they did back in the day of putting out too many of the same things. As mm-hmm. much as I like Code Veronica, exactly. I think they should move on. To, I think they should move on to four. David, this is this I is like deja Code vu. A lot. This is deja vu. Re two and Re three back to back, and then here's Re two and Re three back to back, and it's almost like too much. Well, yeah, you know same. what? And and these these remakes uh, followed each other by 15 months, and it was like 19 months in the late 90s. Except yeah. here, there's a flip flop. As much as I love RE2 for the replay value alone, I, I prefer three, which again I did not expect to arrive at that verdict at all. But here we are. David, what I liked about um, Rosie Seven were the various uh, side um, DLC or. Uh, Missions like uh, where you had to escape the bedroom, or um, is it? Yeah. I think it was uh, Ethan must die. That was brutal. Uh, there's nothing like that in RE3 at the moment, is there? <laughs> it's just your the the replay um, comes from the campaign. I yes, and I might have mentioned this, um, but if you didn't catch it, that's okay because there's a lot of people in here. I have not played more than like an hour of seven and it's not because i didn't like it it's because it came out at a very busy time in my life right. and i just haven't been able to finish it yet okay um, so i can't really speak to that but you know i think one thing that i'm looking forward to is is last year i think it was only one to three months after re2 came out that capcom released free dlc so um we might be getting something like that for three you know that, at least in the long run i doubt it of three. thanks to the covid19 Probably yeah, delayed that's true. It could be delayed. everything else. Yeah. Thanks. And to remind us of all of our troubles. Here's, oh, man. That, that broke reality that... down real heavy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> here's, here's something I'm curious about Resistance. Has different game. Is it a different game? Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm not, I'm not considering. They're separate. Well, files to I wanted download. to it's they they are I wanted to mention that to you Blake because I I mentioned this to Asif but um yeah so resistance doesn't even launch from within Resident Evil 3 it's like a separate install separate file um everything I, it I seems thought it was like a game that like, comes with the purchase of RE3 it, it is I was like the analogy for me is like you know how like Doom 2016 you clicked multiplayer and then it launched a separate executable 
This is the, the executable, executable is separate to begin with. So I think I'm going to have to write another review. In fact, yeah. I, I've tried to play resistance several times today. I guess the servers, I, I thought I read something from Capcom that they were going to bring press servers online, but I guess I have to wait until the game goes live on Monday. So that's a separate review. They might have times of day where the press servers are up. So they here's my, Oh, Asif, I forgot to tell you. Well, let me, let me mention this. Cause I, Asif, you and I talked a lot about this in quick champions. One of the drawbacks to that game was that you couldn't go into the map on your own, right? With bots, because yeah. uh, you could only play online and you were going to get throttled. Um, in this game, there's actually a practice mode. You can run around the maps as much as you want and learn them. I that's think good. that's kind of a cool thing. That is so, good. I think the uh, gameplay, from what I, what, I, what I tried in that practice mode, is actually kind of clunky. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it, but I like the fact that you could go into a map and kind of get the lay of the land before you're thrown into a live environment. I thought that was cool. So, so 10 out of 10 next week has an evil resistance conversation. I'll mark I my calendar. So. You, have to, you, you, have to, you have to press a button to open a door instead of just like um, nudging it or bursting <laughs> through it like you do. Um, I'm not all, so, I kept running headfirst into doors like when I'm getting chased by zombies and like running into doors. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so I think they did that on purpose because one of the things that David says in his review and I've noticed that the game is about two hours shorter than Resident Evil 2 Remake. So, and that's, and if, and if you, I didn't remember the order 1886 had a huge controversy because the game was five hours long and that was it. There was no multiplayer. There was really no replayability. They just got, they got railed. And I think it was smart for them. I think they originally were going to be two separate releases, releases, but they looked at the amount of content that was in RE3 and said, Hmm, we should probably, I don't think people are going to spend $60 on this and spend $60 on resistance we should probably just give the people who buy Resident Evil 3 Resistance and go from there. I think that's why they did it, because the game... Like I said, there is replay value, David, but the game is... And there was short. no replay with the, uh, with the order. Basically, uh, the order is five hours and you're done. That yeah. is not a $60 yeah. game. This, this, there are unlockable modes. And also, Greg, I make the point again, the point of Resident Evil games is to go back and beat them as fast, them as, as, fast as possible. Eventually... Yeah, I, I can oh. beat the RE2 ma- remake in like an hour, 45 minutes, you know, so. Well, I look forward to this conversation again in about a week with Final Fantasy VII. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a great time for games, though, for having this conversation. Like in oh, the, you got, uh, a, you got yeah. a new Doom... A new Animal Crossing and a new Half Life within three days of each other, uh, and then Resident a week Evil. later, a new Resident <laughs> Evil, and then a week later, a new Final Fantasy. This is an amazing time. It's, yeah, this is it truly is. an uh, amazing time for video. Couldn't games. It come at a better time either. Exactly. I just yeah. want well, it to stop. Sense, oh, no. In a Please sense, stop. it doesn't come at a great time because a lot of people <laughs> are experiencing financial <laughs> hardship right now. So it's like it's not like yeah. who can afford two hundred forty dollars of video games right now uh so i think there's that element of it but in the other sense like if you can afford a game there's some great ones to escape in for a very long time you know like animal crossing that game yeah i'm going to play animal crossing on nintendo switch until the next nintendo console comes out yeah So, like, <laughs> when there's games like that coming out right now, yeah, it is a great time. Wait, so you were playing the GameCube one for 10 years before you <laughs> I've played the 3DS. DS, the 3DS version. Oh, there was a 3DS for years. version. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. I, I play. I, that's probably my most played 3DS game. And I only really stopped playing my 3DS because the Switch came out. So there was this gap in time from when the Switch came out to when Animal Crossing came out on Switch where I wasn't playing Animal Crossing. But now I'm back every day. And it's delightful. So let me... I just want to add one thing before we sign off here. I want to say thank you to Asif and Blake for letting me, you know, for, for kind of rolling with the idea to re- record this for public consumption in the first place. Uh, and, and also for, for playing the game and, and talking about it with me and, and to Sam, Greg and, and Ozzy as well. Thank you for everything you've added. I hope, I hope the audience enjoys this conversation because I genuinely really have. It was very insightful. It's probably the most sincere thing we've done on this podcast ever. <laughs> Or the like Probably. the most serious. Well, at the talk. beginning, I have my rant where I implore people to vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> That's also pretty sincere. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Infinite yeah, money. It, they're just printing it. money. They're like, yeah, well, this is pretty infinite. No health care. You're gonna pay for it. But here's some infinite money for the stocks. Like, Remember, socialism gotta, doesn't I work just, until it does. I just want to green screen you into the like boot, the like uh, restaurant booth in Seinfeld, though, and just have this conversation. Infinite have money. There, like guys, David's stirring his coffee. You guys all yes. deserve health care. Thank you. Right? I believe that for every single one of you. Sorry, Sam. Right? Doesn't work in capitalist Thanks, society. Not right. happen. Right. What I'm cute, sorry. adorable word do you call health care in Australia, Sam? Um, out to your bubba? No, I have no idea. <laughs> out to your bubba, mate? You're going to get your out to your bubba. <laughs> oh, you know what? I you just realized. See your docky walky. <laughs> I just. Your, your primary caregiver is your premium care. <laughs> I just realized why this game isn't a 10 out of 10 for Sam because they cut the giant spiders. I feel like if those would have made the cut. Sam would have felt right at home, like, oh, giant yeah. spiders? This game is No, they made true. those guys pretty spidery. spidery. This is a spider. Do you yeah. think those guys pretty spidery, though? Or do you just coexist with them? I think that we people in Australia are spiders. Like, they're spider people. That's why I'm not a webcam, man. I'm hiding all my arms. A webcam? That's the... <laughs> you would have a webcam if you were a spider. Cause... We've met you before. <laughs> yeah. That was very hard to keep my arms in. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's still the best. The best beer pour I've ever seen in my life. Was they had. They needed to fucking pour that yard house. <laughs> Sam getting exactly one pint of beer. I sent him my yard. pictures of beer when I go out. I'm like, is this acceptable? And he always says no. Send it back. <laughs> He's not giving you enough beer. No. He's really gotten to the bottom of it, but you know what? We got the final laugh because the yard house is closed, probably. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. No, they got bailout money, I'm sure. I'm sure they got bailout money because if there was one thing that we needed to keep in our society, it was yard house. I'm worried about Dennis. I think Dennis is going to be. Cheesecake Factory can't pay their April rent. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, they they just said they won't pay their April rent. <laughs> they said they won't. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. their stock went up on that news. I was like, this company's bankrupt and the stock's going. I'm like, what? Oh, there's no big loss if we lose Denny's. Denny's sucks. It's a terrible oh, place. Hey, a terrible franchise. Hey, I'm talking hey. about Cheesecake Factory here. But yes, Look, Denny's might go under too. 
Do you know how many no. places? Denny's is not like, like there's it's no not big even, loss if we lose Denny's. Look, Ozzie, look, Denny's hey, on a good day is not first, in my top 20 places I want to eat. But those times where there's nothing 50. else, look, the times where there's been Ozzie, nothing else for me to eat, Denny's has been there. It's our Waffle House in the West Coast because we don't what have a Waffle awesome. House. <laughs> you got to understand, Ozzy. Like, go to hell. Andy's son. And period. No, like Denny's. Denny's is like the only place open. Like when I have insomnia and I'm gonna go right somewhere, I want to go get coffee and some French fries. It's like the only place to go at like 3 a.m. where I can actually use Wi-Fi. Gotta find yourself a 24-hour IHOP. Oh, you know what? Oh, that's no. what it's about we here. We don't have no. IHOP. That's no. it. No. That's what it is. There is an IHOP. Their fries are trash at IHOP. I don't Ozzie know. Don't. Who eats the fries at IHOP? That's my point. Ozzie. Denny's has stuff that you would not eat in the morning. Like, they have other Denny's food. has stuff I wouldn't eat any time. <laughs> that's fair, too. But oh. I have Ozzie, do you want to go to the downtown Oakland IHOP at 4 a.m. with me? Because you're going to see some shit. I don't know if I want to go you're to gonna... downtown Oakland anywhere. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Then maybe... This well, no one's through. going there Then maybe now. don't give me this, oh, why don't you just go to IHOP stuff and then put your monocle in and smoke <laughs> on your stovetop pipe. No, no. Some of us don't have that privilege, Ozzy. We have an IHOP. Oh, I need to check my privilege. David, what's yes. worse in Canton, Ohio? IHOP or Denny's? IHOP is worse. IHOP is so much worse in Ohio. Now, I'm not saying that your IHOP is bad, Ozzy. I'm saying that the IHOP in Canton is whack as shit. Okay, uh, hold on, though. Meanwhile, we've got two Denny's. They're both open 24 hours, man. So and they're Denny's, open on Christian holidays. Denny's or Waffle House? Waffle House. I don't have a, wa- I don't have a Waffle, Waffle House. Waffle House is the best thing ever. No, dude, it's not. It's the Waffle, Waffle House, House is, is sketchy as fuck. Oh, Waffle House is like, like... I do like Waffle House a lot. Then uh, we but, have Waffle House here, and it is good. We have, you have to be in the yeah, mood Waffle for House and Denny's. Yeah, well, Waffle House and Denny's are like a stone throw from each other. So They're right next to each other in the sandwich. Yeah, but none of you guys have experienced low. Taco Bravo before. I have not. This is true. Yeah, Taco I, I have not. <laughs> I, will say that there, is, I will say that there's you... no better place for Mexican food than in Southern California. Because so. we're like right next door to Mexico. This is very accurate. <laughs> It's the best tacos. That's, that's true. I mean, I have. But my then spots. it's weird. But then you go to San Diego and they keep putting French fries and burritos. No, 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 no. Like He's not San Diego. But it's weird because it's closer. It's closer to the border, but the Mexican food is worse there. I'll agree that the Mexican food is definitely better in LA. It sure. is. All the cool Mexicans come to live in LA. That's all there is to it. Dream. <laughs> so wait, are you telling me that the whack Mexicans came to Ohio? <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> like all the cool ones are like, we're gonna go live over there. Then like, cause I don't know, <laughs> I know several several people who are probably from Mexico that live in Northeast Ohio. I was just like, I know seven people who live here that are from Mexico. I think maybe, possibly. Maybe from Puerto Rico. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, fairly certain they're Mexican, but that's what, it. What, what it's what like is, it is about seven, me... but still, <laughs> they're we're both we're both darker than paper bags, and we chat with each other about life <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> your 
your weather reports from Ohio keep us going, Asif. I mean, that's really all people pay attention to me for now is to figure out what the weather in Canton's like. What about Lola? I like Lola and Bite. The Lola content is great. I mean, obviously. It doesn't get better than that. She's a fan with Lola. She's a good girl. Into it. Um, and I was about to say, at least Lola doesn't jump under your lap, but I'm getting a closer look. And yeah, oh, yeah, there she is. Yeah, she's definitely right there. Yeah. Lola Thinking about laugh. jumping off my lap. Yeah. Trying to. Well, guys, like, it's that's dinner time, list. and I need to. I need to go. Uh, get forage. Stuff done. Yeah. David. Okay, yeah, David hey, yeah. Hey, David. Thanks again for uh, bringing up this conversation. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. For and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't get the the ten out of ten. It would have been a historical day. But I like, wait. It's it's the journey, not the destination. Uh, life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long, especially with you, buddy boy. All so, I yeah. want to do is uh, is apologize for setting my review live early with the ten. My bad. Uh, my uh, bad. Okay. <laughs> I told Greg not to switch out the graphics at the end either. Sorry, I forgot to mention that one too. Okay. Okay. Switch out the. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. So yeah, go to, uh, to com for interviews, news, reviews, previews. Uh, long reads, guides, videos, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, we're at Doom Shack content. News. Yeah, a lot of Doom content. At Shack News on Twitter. We're Shack News on Facebook and, and Byte. We're on Byte. We don't really post a whole lot on Byte. We're on Byte. You're on Instagram, Byte. too. You post memes now because that's the only thing people uh, like to see. Shack News Media on you Instagram. You thirst trap photos on Instagram. Also. Yeah. <laughs> you, pers- you post the thirst trap photos in your instagram story with the link to your your only your link tree no not your only fans you gotta do a link tree so yeah. they hit your patreon too yeah they'll hit your patreon your premium <laughs> snap and your only fans i'm into it <laughs> so yeah uh consider uh, subscribing to shack news on twitch where shack news over there you can give us jeff bezos's money uh once a month for free if you have amazon prime which you should because we're living out death stranding right now Kojima was a prophet. Death Stranding was a <laughs> prophecy. You guys just don't appreciate logistics companies as much as Hideo Kojima does. And, and it shows. Uh, yeah, real quick. Yeah, if you know, I'll, I'll, I know that we're, I've already been on my soapbox once this episode, <laughs> but getting back on it, uh, if you're on the internet, which you probably are because you're listening to us through a series of tubes on YouTube for the first time, youtube.com slash shack news game and also gamer hub videos uh let's say you're watching a or you're you're sharing a thing on the internet like uh, an article click the link read the article listen to the podcast watch the video actually consume the content you're sharing before you share it it helps you become a more informed reader listener uh you know viewer share of information share of information it helps prevent the sharing of fake news which is a huge problem these days right Right? Oh yeah. Keep- oh yeah. Um oh yeah. So please oh, yeah. click the link before you share it. It actually helps the writer, the creator of the content, gives them another view, it helps their analytics out. So if you actually care about the person who's writing the content, it's another thing, another reason to do it. Because so many times we get like a retweet from some brand account and nobody clicks the link. It has more retweets and likes than it does views. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> So many times. Don't I know it. So it's like, please, click the link. It's not hard. It's all I'm asking.
that's all. And then, yeah, Shaq means Mercury starts at $1 a month, goes all the way to $1,000 a year. Thank you to our ludicrous subs. Thank you to our ultra mega subs, our super mega subs, and our regular old-fashioned stinky Mercury mega subs. Uh, When's our Christmas? Christmas, it's Shaqmas. Shaqmas. And we're many white months elephant. away from Shaqmas. I don't know. White elephant back. Ludacris just uh, – I don't think there's going to be a Christmas this year. He posted on Twitter about how he doesn't think that we're going to be uh, out of isolation by 420, which I think is actually Christmas. That's – well, that's all accurate. news. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be after Easter, which is the target date for the president. Yeah, the president wants all <laughs> his – well, I mean, let's go hide eggs for all the evangelicals go, then. Go watch, Maybe go watch on Games on – Go watch the games done quick that weekend. Go watch a uh, Corona relief done quick, which is yeah. just announced this morning. That's going to be awesome. That's and also right. it's going to be uh, the happy bunny uh, time in animal crossing or whatever the Easter event. Oh, happy bunny time. Yes. Happy bunny time. Is that the official? Yeah. It's I... like they have these non-denominational names for events that are clearly built around like holidays. <laughs> Resurrected Happy Bunny. <laughs> yeah, we celebrate the resurrection of the Happy Bunny. Couldn't do Passover. Can't don't like kill a goat person and put their blood over your like hutches. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Protect yourselves uh, at your firstborn kids. Well, I mean, if you have the if you have the lamb's blood, I think that was like the thing, right? That saved yeah. you. Yeah, you mark your above your yeah. head with that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, I hope that <laughs> that would be really fun if it was an Animal Crossing. I'm just saying. <laughs> like so dark. <laughs> Back. <laughs> little smiley emoji as you're doing it. Yeah. Everyone's dancing around happy. Tom Nook would be the one to do it too. You know, he'd be the one slicing his throat. His own throat? No, the throat the of the goat. Yeah, or the sheep, or whatever. Yeah, okay. We're talking about a kosher, a kosher goat sacrifice? Yeah, yeah for yeah. Animal Crossing Passover. I don't know. Is Tom Nook... I don't know. I think it's Does more he... of an island of Dr. Moreau sort of thing, though. Like Tom Nook has all these animal people, and he brings you there, and he's like, oh, we have to go have a day. He looks a little like Marlon Brando. I think you know? he's more like a home builder who's been bailed out several times in the United States and, like, got away with a bunch of money. And then I'm not sure if they're really deserted islands or not. Cause like, I don't even, I don't even, I'm sorry. David wanted to go to dinner. I'm, yeah. And my tangent is, is slowing him down. I'm yeah, sorry. that was the end of the show, and then you went and gummed up the works. My bad. Oops. <laughs> sorry, I went off on a tangent. It's okay, it's okay. Brittany's working on uh, exposing that crook Tom Nook for who he is. Nice. That's right. That should be up by the time uh, this goes live, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, because this is going live when? Monday? Monday yeah. at 8 a.m. Pacific, along with so, the review. So yeah, this will go can someone watch, also, can you watch that re- video review one more time so I can do all my changes in one swoop if there's anything else that's... Yes, I will watch your review. <laughs> all right. Oh, we got to send David off to Denny's now. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't go to Denny's right now, David. Go somewhere safer. 
I don't know where. No, I'm not. I'm going to my living room. It's relatively safe. All right. Here. Okay. <laughs> am I? Am I? Am I? Am I singing us out? Are we doing that on this? No, no singing oh. today. I had a great song about friendship and being in ten out of tens. Really? You did? No, no, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I, you, you, wait, do you? Do you really have a song? I, I had an idea for a song, but I mean, you can sing if you want to. I don't know now. Now I feel now I feel like it's it's like not appreciated. This has all been very different because you didn't have you didn't uh-huh. sing at the beginning either. I didn't. That's well, why I asked about. I'll it. tell you, Blake, that since I became song editor here at Shack News, I've been very adamant <laughs> that no song will ever get a ten out of ten. Okay. So you can you uh, can sing this out if you want to. It's been that's fine. It's been determined by Wicked. All my all my songs are five out of ten <laughs> anyway. I know that. No, I, like I know. I, I know. I no, it's okay. I know about my mediocrity. It's all right. I I understand. I see my sales. I see how much people support me as an artist. Like I get the receipts when people buy my stuff. I know who's I know who's out there keeping it real, and who is just letting me flounder creatively by mm-hmm. the support I get from my community, or rather, don't get for the most part. Some people are great. Some people are fantastic. I remember those people. That's that's and that's just something for every musician. That's something every musician does. That's a little tip for all you people out there. All your musicians friends know who's come to a show, who's bought an album, who's, who's well, shared a link. On that ominous note, yeah, I know. <laughs> they know. Camp analytics. They know. know. <laughs> so so just remember when it's when moving day comes and your musician friend doesn't show up with his giant truck that he has to move all the band gear in all the time. <laughs> it's probably because you didn't come to his shows. Oh, or man. or like promote him in any sort of way, you know? Just just remember that. Remember that. Musician friends are great to have when it comes moving day, but they know when you didn't come to a show or buy anything ever. That's just my pro tip for everyone out there with musician friends. Lola. And I'll just leave them with that instead of a song this week. <laughs> Go out there and do it for Shadow. That's news. dark. <laughs> Sweet. That's the end of the episode, I guess. Is that dark? I always thought it was a pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like it. <laughs> I'm like, we remember. Let me give you a tip, that, musician so. friends. Like you want your you, you, tip, want, you son of a bitch. You want you're you gonna want the need one to have guy? a community, you bastards. <laughs> but it's like if you want to be like if you're moving, and you know the musician guy is the one guy with like a huge van, mm-hmm. and who's also you say carrying heavy shit, right? Like that's a person you want on your team come moving day. But they remember. Sure. They'll know. Like they'll know. Like that's been a set rule of mine for years now. No one's moving ever again now that we have. Well, not now. Right? Not now. No one's moving ever. <laughs> so now. disregard. Disregard all of that. Yeah. Is, but back in the day, like you know, two or three weeks ago, that joke was relevant. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks ago, musicians were relevant. Yeah. Now we're not. Now we're worthless. It could have been worse. I could have been a relevant musician at some point before this, so I guess I'm lucked out. Well, I have everyone on the phone. I have to say something about Sam's gameplay that I saw, which is hilarious. No! So, Sam, <laughs> so, so David, Sam crawls out of the sewer, gets thrown by Nemesis, right? It's like right, it's the flamethrower scene. So, like, behind Nemesis, there are, like, three zombies. And so Sam runs away from Nemesis, turns, 
holds a grenade and just stands there for like eight seconds. I'm like, dude, he's gonna get attacked. And the second he hands it, he gets attacked by a zombie. Then he gets attacked by another zombie, and he drops a grenade, and then he dies. Awesome. <laughs> you were like waiting for Mr. X to come to you, and I'm like, there's zombies behind you, dude. Not <laughs> like, Mr. Crap. X. Nemesis. Yeah. Nemesis. No, there were zombies. Yeah, sorry. And Nemesis. Yeah, there's zombies behind him. He was just waiting. I'm going to get him. I'm going to. Oh, God, shit. Zombies. He drops it. Kills himself. It's great. I got to explore literally every nook and cranny of that game, my dude. You reloaded that segment like four times because you wanted to see if there were collectibles like where he throws you. I'm going to stop recording. But I'm going to probably okay. leave this on the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I need Sam. I need your guide to the dolls, Sam. I need the oh, dude. dolls. Yeah, I'm like 80% done. Nine out There's of ten. Just a few more.